Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. Or you'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. What? <gasps> what? <gasps> so cool. Cool? Cool. So cool. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I see cool boys. Wow, there's a lot to read here. Okay. Let's see. How does this episode start? Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> you put that in. I didn't put that in. What? Phil, I didn't write anything. This is all you, this, you, you're speaking from the heart this whole episode. Anything that you're saying, yeah. as far as I understand, is your, your words from your heart. This isn't script you wrote for me that goes on for a while. No, it's not at all. So we start, take it back. Let's take it back. What, what, what was that beginning again? It was let's go, Brandon. You don't even know what let's go, Brandon means. You think it's about a guy named Brandon. I, it's just about a guy named Brandon. That's it. He also it's delivered Brand- pizzas. Brandon is really good at NASCARing, apparently, whatever that is, too. Oh, no, it's I everywhere, dude. I, there's a, there's an Astros game, or what? Or not Astros, Dodgers, uh, the, the other team, uh, yeah. or, or some game going on tonight that I could hear from the barn outside my window, and it's just like, yeah, I heard the chance of let's go Brandon. And I'm like, is that coming from dude, the TV or from the fucking crowd? It's huge. Crowd? I love it. It is huge. It's amazing how big it got. Well, it's very positive because it's about Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. It is very. It's a very positive way to say "fuck you." Not you though. You voted for you voted for Joe Brandon. <laughs> no, I didn't. You know who I voted for. You, yeah, pizza delivery. I voted for Brandon Tulsi. That's, that's, that's what I voted for. That's a weird name. Greetings, <laughs> Cool Boy Nation, and welcome oh, to no. a special Bond Boy installment of the Cool Boys Podcast, Bond Boy Edition. You know what I always like to say? They say, I always like to say about Bond boys. <laughs> I should have known I'd leave alone. Oh, it's it's Billy's song. It's Billy. Oh, my God. I can't sing it. Like, that will take me 30 minutes to get through this. I, I should have known I'd leave alone. Just goes to show that the blood you bleed is just the blood you owe. Oh, we, we were a pair, but I saw you there. Too much Oof. to bear. Are you taking this edit so you can put the song in? I'm not. Nope. <laughs> you were my life, but life is far away from fair. Was I stupid to love you? Was I reckless to help? Was it obvious to everybody else that I'd fall, I'd fall. I like the song. I don't mind it. You oh, were never really? on my wow. side. Fool me once. Fool me twice. Are you death or paradise? Now you'll never see me cry. There's just no time to die. I let it burn. <laughs> You're no longer my concern. Nice, Ryman. Faces from my past return. Of the Jedi. Another lesson yet <laughs> to learn that I'd fallen for a lie. You were never on my side. Fool me once. Fool me twice. Can't, can't get fooled <gasps> Fool again. Fool me with some chicken and rice. <laughs> We have a saying here in Texas. Maybe it's for other places. No, yeah, 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 it's pretty good. I know what you mean. Yeah, I literally did. I did hear in the song in this moment in the movie. I went. She said, "Fool me once, fool me twice," and I literally said, "Eat some chicken and rice or whatever." Like it was immediately how my mind went. I couldn't help it. But yeah, I love the I love the George W. version of it. Yeah. Are you Can't death again? Or paradise? Now you'll never see me cry. There's nope. just no time to die. Can't no, get t- again. no time to die, no time to die. Fool me once, fool me twice. You death of paradise. Why do you have the like the, the lyrics repeat? Like once I said it once, it's a That's enough. the song. This just is loop a whole it. song. This now you'll song. never see me song. cry. There's just no time to die. I'm no time to die, Felk. 
And I'm not to die, Ballard. Uh, Felk, that was the whole lyrics of the song. Now, let's take it back for a second. We're going to talk about the song because the song's been actually released for uh, like five years now. Um, so Came out back March in about six years ago, 2020. Sam Shepard released this hit no. for a film called Spectre. Sam Smith. Sam Smith, yeah. <laughs> Alan Shepard. And, uh, or Sam Shepard's a person too, right? They're both people. They're, they're all people. One's all an astronaut, real one's people. an actor and songwriter. <laughs> three real human beings. All of them uh, coordinated on a song for Spectre. And mm. um, that song sounded like shit when I heard it for the first time before I, I saw the film. I love it. Do it. No idea where the lyrics are. I just it hear, doesn't matter. I just I hear high-pitched screaming. Love, pressurized air. Can it ask this? No, your voice doesn't go high enough. See, I have rage. I have octaves. I'm coming to you. I thought that song sucked when I heard it before the movie was released. Then I saw it in the film, and I'm like, are you kidding me? With octopus sex going on and naked James Bond being molested by octopuses and Bad fucking opening. women. I'm like, this, this is hitting. This is actually hitting. Then, then flash forward to you know pandemic t- pandemic 2020 and Felk's like hey Ballard you, you heard Billie Eilish's new uh, song for the Bond and I'm like no and you're like it's garbage it's not good at all and I'm like okay I didn't say yeah that. But- I, I, I said it wasn't that good but I, I it, it definitely grown on me as Billie and Eilish so has grown on me I said let's wait to see it in, in context with visuals and you know maybe it's good I hadn't heard it I, I stayed away from it I purposely didn't listen to it yeah. until I could see it in the film itself yeah Saw it in Which the took film a while. itself. This is not. A, yeah, did. <laughs> not going to spoil anything. Saw it in the film itself. I just immediately went, "Oh God, this sucks." Really? This is this is a bad song. Are you familiar <laughs> with Billie Eilish's work? I like Billy. Bad guy. Are you kidding me? It's yeah, but YouTube have you heard page. of other songs? Yes, I've heard a lot of her other songs. In fact, uh, they're one a lot of her more poppy. They're, they're a lot well. faster beat. This is slow. This is slow for her. But, yeah, uh, I don't mind her slow songs. Actually, I, I love a lot of her slow songs. I think I can't remember. I can't remember any of them by name right now. Like ones I think called Illumino or something like that. I, um, but yeah, I do like her slow, her slow stuff. I like her fast stuff too. Um, I just didn't like this song at all. I really well, didn't like it. It's weird because in the time it took from when this was supposed to come out to when it came out, Billy Eilish's entire visual and personal identity changed before she was like this i'm an angsty teen and goth girl and nobody's yeah. seen my body and now she's like i have big tits blonde hair she looks like a wine mom now so like her entire aesthetic now she's doing like dressing up like marilyn monroe and it's like a totally different visual style she looks more appropriate to sing a bond theme now than when she was like a 17 year old girl was like i'm i have spikes on my bracelets and stuff like that that's pretty so, hard yeah so it, it, it that that is a weird uh, thing is that we recontextualized Billie Eilish in the time it took to actually release this movie. And wait, and who got declined so that Sam Shepard could make his amazing hit? It was uh, Radiohead. Yeah, Radiohead. There's always a declined uh, one. I don't know about this one though. Usually, there's always a declined one. Um, I mean, I he, I, honestly, he, Amy he Winehouse was declined because she was. Radiohead. Uh, Amy wait, Wy- did you say the Radiohead was released? They released it. Yes, yeah, released. You haven't heard it. 
No, I don't think I have. And has anybody paired it up yeah, with the on, visuals? Yeah, it's on YouTube. You can't do that. It's it already is? been done. <laughs> I mean, you can do it, but it's already been done. Oh, no, I'll just go to YouTube. Someone's already done it. YouTube has all the rejected songs paired up with the credits, and they usually match up better. The Amy Winehouse song matches up a little bit better to Quantum of Solaces. The, oh, I do uh, recall this conversation. The Katie Lang one matches up better to the Tomorrow Never Dies one that was replaced with the Cheryl Crow song. So it's like, yeah, they, I they love just... That. I love that one, though. But Adele syncs up perfectly as uh, because uh, it was actually made for Adele. Because you, you don't get um, rid of Adele. Because rumor has it she's very popular. Dude, Adele's Skyfall is truly brilliant, but I love Quantum of Solaces as well. I think that's a really good I don't mind one. Quantum of Solaces. Another day to die. It's the only thing I don't like I don't dislike about Quantum of Solaces is that opening. It also has the most Another day, baby. <laughs> it has the most naked women of any of the Craig Bond Oh openings. yeah, dude. It's the best. Uh it's also the well, one no, that's... it was outsourced to a different company, MK twelve, who does uh Titles for like other other shit. Sounds like a gang from L.A. Um, wait, uh, world uh, or the world is not enough. Didn't that one have like inc like a whole bunch of naked women covered in oil? Yeah, that's the one I fucking ripped off for my my. This <laughs> is that real yeah, that you showed me. Yeah. Um, it's like that, it's a, it's an exact wait, shot except I use a CGI like. Quantum of Solace didn't have person. more naked women than that one. No, no, uh, the Craig Bonds Quantum. Oh, you're talking Solace. about Craig Bonds? Gotcha. Yeah. No. Oh no, we're talking about nudity. Fucking Spy Who Loved Me has a girl's asshole in it. So. That's pretty hard. It's in there. You can see it if you turn the game. <laughs> That's up. the hardest. Hey, let's just be real clear for most of tonight. Let's just stick to our conversations being Daniel Craig and his saga of five Bond films. Um, he is currently, uh, you know, has the longest tenure as Bond at 15 years. Uh, Roger Moore has done more films with seven films. Yeah. Craig only did five films. Connery did but, six and seven if you count Never Say Never. So two of them. I, I think a lot of people don't count that one, actually. But still, he beats them with six. Um, but 15 years uh, of Bond for Daniel Craig, a lot of that's because of contract issues after Spectre, <laughs> followed by a pandemic that aided it, of course. It doesn't. It wasn't, like, planned. I love that, in fact, even, there, there's not to spoil anything, but there is a five-year jump like Avengers Endgame in No Time to Die. And it's almost like, did they just put that title card in there just to match it up with 2021? Yeah. That, they, they only do that in one other movie, which is there's a nine-year jump after the opening sequence of GoldenEye. I know we're not supposed to talk about other movies, but that, 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 that was just to contextualize that, like, kind of erase, erase the Dalton one, saying, well, no, it was during the Cold War specifically. Like, this is how long the Cold War was. This was the bond during the Cold War, the Dalton era. Uh, so, and this one, just jumping five years in the future, I mean, it, it doesn't really... It took fucking four years to make the movie, so... Or five years, I guess, to make the movie, so that's that's fine. Yeah, no, they they, just, they just try to make it real, right? They just try to base it in the reality of it. All right, well, Felk, let's move on to talking about this movie rather than just talking about this movie. Yeah. So cool! so cool and to all you fuck faces out there in fuckface nation if you want oh to reach God. out and touch a cool boy bond cool bond boy email us mm. at the cool boys podcast at gmail.com this episode we'll be discussing not to die nope no to die no to die well, that makes less sense the latest james bond film brought to us by the good people at mgm we have been waiting for a no Tims to die for the last six <laughs> years and thankfully no tim no to die times <laughs> has finally been theatrical, 
theatrically released after COVID-19 ravaged our nation and left our world in a post-apocalyptic state. Just California, really. It has been a horrible navigating the wasteland. It has been horrible (laughs) navigating the wasteland. So hot, so dry, and soaking wet. Panty soup has been on the menu since the pandemic pumped. This is like we got into spoilers accidentally. I had to cut that part out because you wouldn't let me get into this. All right. The pandemic pumped its jizz load into our metaphoric assholes, and in some cases, real assholes filled with cum. That's always true. Yes. But the, but we are not here to cry, baby. Our way to getting our die dies changed by mommy. You wrote this before you saw the movie. No, yes. we are here to chat it up like bitches be gossiping about their periods on the newest 25th edition in the 007 franchise. No yes. time today. So we will oh. forego our cool boy updates. And be forcefully penetrated by our Albert R. Broccoli's or Cubby Broccoli's. Ooh. Eon Productions Limited presents Daniel Craig as Ian Fleming's James Bond 007 in No Time to Die. And all the fabulous boners, the Bond boys, have shoven, shoven into us. Has shoven. Has shoven into us throughout the centuries. Oh, right, spoiler yes. theme. So now I can say things freely. It's time for spoilers. Ain't it cool? Yes, but first, before you say wah, things freely, you're limited. Hey, no crybaby. Hey, we're not crybaby in here, Falcon. Getting our die dies changed by mommy. Okay. What the fuck was that about? That's <laughs> <laughs> just writing, just nonsense. <laughs> I mean, you said nonsense. I didn't write anything. That's impromptu. Amazing impromptu, though fucking speech by you right What's there. the logic there? The babies can't conceptualize the word diaper, but they will understand what die-die <laughs> means? No. I think the logic behind die-die is, is parents acting like baby and doing baby speak because they can't handle their lives and their brains are melting from, like, being tired. Yeah. You've been I there. don't know, honestly. I had perfect children and, you know, I got a lot of great sleep, so. You don't sleep even when you need to sleep. <laughs> truth is out there all right well now we watch the movie no time to die and now spoilers from here on out spoilers from here on out from here on out but tonight i want to just address something that happened in our past so episodes 19 and 20 uh the james bond dong parts one and two Mm -hmm. um was an episode that uh the cool boys recorded with uh noli yeah who actually contributed tonight with an email and Back when uh, he was one, a word to do the show <laughs> and we were um <clears throat> we were you know it's fair to say blacked out drunk practically by the end of it yeah um i don't think any one of us actually remembers <laughs> we recorded for like three and a half hours and to do two episodes because of i, I think july 4th or something yes and uh yeah so by the second episode we were we were all pretty drunk i was drinking martinis I don't remember uh, what I was drinking. Noli was drinking McAllen, the, the 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 whiskey that Bond likes. Oh, just regular McAllen, not the fifty year old whiskey that Bond right actually right. drinks. So that's like five thousand dollars a bottle. But he gets upset when it's wasted when uh, they they kill Severine or whatever. Yeah, uh, and I I don't. You were just drinking like Paddingtons or marmalades or something. Yes. You, some made up yes. fucking drink. Oh, it, which was usually coffee with a lot of different alcohol in it and a lot of sugar and cream. A lot of sugar and cream. Yes. <laughs> like a dangerous amount. Um, very I creamy. Think, yeah, more dangerous to have the sugar in it than it was to have the alcohol in it. 
Uh, probably just for cholesterol purposes. Oh, for sure. And one of the things that happened in that episode actually is we had this fascination of of, of naming Bond films with the the word dong. Yeah. In there, so dong finger, you know, living and let dong. Yeah. And you've done that to, to some of these. Dong and... pussy, I guess that would, would have been actually dong pussy. Anyways, I, we had a great time going over like what would have been 24. Wait, was it dong tum of solace? Is that what we said in the episode? I don't remember. There's a lot of different. There's, we, we said different things. We, we we came up with all different kind of, you know, alternate versions of titles with the word dong in it. So tonight, you know, I put a bunch of them already in the episode uh, document here with uh, different versions of dong. I think it was dong royale. Quantum of Dong. I didn't Sky remember Dong it, was definitely it was definitely Sky Dong, and they were like, "What well, is Dong Fall better?" Dong Fall was good too. And, yes. And then uh, Spectre is just Dong, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. Spec Dong or Dongtra. Oh, I guess that works. Yeah, I think those were the ones. I don't no remember. Like I said, no time to Dong works better than no Dong to die. Yeah, no time to Dong definitely makes more sense. That's what. That's absolutely what, what is, it is. What is happy uh, it, and glorious? That's in the document. Dongs mean. <laughs> So, I mean, Gloria's dongs. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. Um, but it is. Oh, are we Bond still on Dogging Go Royale and Dogdom of Solace? I thought we had covered that part of the dock and was moving us forward. No, we haven't given your cool boy rating of those films. How did you move forward? Oh, well, we're doing the ratings. I thought we were just, we were just, yes. we were just talking about the dong naming <laughs> convention. I no, know. well, mostly we were talking about how in episodes 19 and 20, we did that with all the Bond films. You just went off on what the Daniel Craig ones would be. And this is, you know, what we've written in the doc as well. Oh, yeah. Some of these are so different that I didn't realize that Spec Dong meant Spectre. <laughs> and we're supposed to review Spectre at that point. It's like, what's, what's so, speculative dongs? I don't know what that part was. What we did in episodes 19 and 20, though, of Cool Boys, uh, the James Bond, parts one and two, we just went over our top 10 Bond films. Yeah, we didn't give ratings for anything. We didn't give ratings for anything, and at the same time, um, we were ranking all of them that we had seen. Yeah. So it was centuries and centuries of Bonds we yes. were talking about. 20 Now, whatever. we're going to rein it in tonight. We're going to look only at Daniel Craig. Mm -hmm. Some would argue the best Bond. <laughs> and I would say that we're going to look at his saga as a whole and finally give our cool boy ratings for it. Okay. Now, Felk, you're the actual Bond fan here. Yeah. I am a passive Bond fan. I love Bond movies that I've seen, but I have not seen many. I have seen a good chunk. I have not. I would not say I've seen, like, a few. Yeah. Um, but there's some big ones I have not seen. Two like, of my uh, top tens were the Daltons. I, wait, wait, wait. First of all, I'm qualifying how dumb I am. Moonracer. I haven't seen that one. Moonraker. Moonraker. <laughs> I don't even know the... Diamonds are forever. I haven't seen that, right? Okay. Both not great. Okay. See, so it's good, right? Um, what else? I have not seen. You Let's just go over what you haven't I, seen. What, I haven't what was I saying? The Timothy Dalton ones. Uh, From Russia with Love, Doctor No. I have not seen that. Oh, really? From Russia with uh, yeah, Love, is great. Uh, For Your Eyes Only, I have not seen. The Spy Who Loved Me, I have not seen. The Man with the Golden Gun, I have not seen. Uh, and then yes, uh, both Timothy Dalton's I've not seen. The Living Daylight. Those are the ones you're missing out on in my and for Russia with Love, but those are the, the two you need to watch. We talked about those episodes 19 and 20 a long time ago, back in 2017, and I've still yet to drag my ass to see them. So I should try to do it. There's a major reference to uh, for your, uh, Living Daylights in 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 this movie, and uh, I appreciated it. Well, let's get into the Daniel Craig film. So. Yeah. Felt, sure. Like I said, you're more of the Bond fan. You've seen, would you say, every single one? 
Yes, I don't. I've never seen the. I, I mean, I've seen Never Seen Ever Again. But I've never seen the Casino Royale with Peter Sellers, but I've seen all the Eon films plus Never Seen Ever Again. I have never seen Never Say Never Again, and I have also not seen that Casino Royale, the uh, whatever that other random one from the sixties was. There, I mean, yeah, Never Say Never Again is not good, but uh, it's 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 nice to at least. Isn't see. it just him redoing Thunderball or some shit? I mean, the plots is it's it's legally a remake of Thunderball legally, but it's a different movie and it's a different uh, take on the story. And yeah, it is just. It's, it, but it's it's not Eon, so even though they had Sean Connery and they had the rights to Spectre and Blofeld, they didn't have the th- rights to like the Bond theme, so it's not in there. And is he called James Bond? Yeah, his name is James Bond. I mean, it's it's a it's a convoluted story, but like basically they don't just call him James the whole movie. Yeah, some other, some other guy had the rights to Spectre and Blofeld because they were both introduced in the movie Thunderball and Thunderball. Ian Fleming went before he wrote Thunderball when he was writing the James Bond ones. He wrote a script for the studio with some other guy because he didn't know how to write a script. And then when he that movie didn't get made, this is before the Bond movies got made, he eventually needed to fulfill a book for his contract and just took that script and put it back in novel form. And that was the, the novel Thunderball. So when they made, they, they never gave the guy who actually created Spectre or Blofeld credit for it. So he sued because the script was like register of the WGA and got the rights for Blofeld and Spectre, which is why they're not... What? They, they, they get rid of those in the Dalton, one of the Dalton movies unceremoniously, and then they didn't appear for all of Pierce Brosnan. And also, I think he briefly got uh, Felix Leiter, too, because they didn't have Felix Leiter in, in the Pierce Brosnan ones. That's why they had that Joe Don Baker character, who was basically just a Felix Leiter. He's a, a CIA guy who was friends with Bond. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, and then they didn't get Spectre back. They got Felix Leiter back for Casino Royale, but then they didn't get Spectre back until, well, between Quan Masalis and Spectre, which is why they set up a Spectre called Quantum in the movie right. Quantum, and then by the time they were able to do a sequel to Skyfall popular again, that guy had died, and they got the, the rights back from, like, his daughter, and they got Amazing. Spectre and Blofeld. I wish to, The only thing I wish about Never Say Never Again is that there's a moment where Sean Connery is Bond, it's just like another basement, another elevator. Yeah. How can the same shit happen to the same guy twice? <laughs> it, it, there was no reference to the similarity of the because it is canonically like the same Bond. Look at me, but right now, they only had the rights to like the name James Bond. They couldn't have the rights to any of the movies. So it's like it's a terrible movie. It's a problem. It also has the All worst right. theme of any. I Bond think we movie. also proved how your bona fides never, when it comes to James Bond. Never say never, never. Never say never. <laughs> That's how the theme goes. Is it really? Who is it? Is that Eurythmics or some shit? No, it's 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 like nobody famous. It's it's a really? terrible theme, and it plays it's Imagine oh, Dragons because they couldn't do the the Bond Mr. opening thing because that was something invented by the movies. Thus, Eon has the rights to it. The op- the Bond theme just plays over the opening action sequence, and it doesn't fit. Yeah, oh, you didn't wow. miss anything out. But Dalton Dalton is my boy, and uh, yeah, you you still gotta watch those. Um, all right, so Lanny Hall, I think, if I'm looking at this right, yeah, performed by Lanny Hall and Bonnie Tyler. Oh, okay. How dare you say Bonnie Tyler's nobody famous? I guess that's just not. I'm not a huge Bonnie Tyler fan, but I, oh, I suppose. dude, bon- oh, you're not a huge Bonnie Tyler fan, seriously. All right, well, I'll give. So wait, see- wait, you can't just move on from that. You really don't like Bonnie Tyler? No, I don't. I don't really know who she is, honestly. I, I I've heard the name, but I can't think of her songs. Holding out for a hero. Oh, that's Bonnie Tyler? 
That's uh yeah that and then the Hawkeye trailer. Oh dude, this isn't everything amazing. But no, it's in some trailer. Oh no, I think this is in Loki. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, you're right, Loki. All right, that's enough of that. All right, it's an amazing song. I saw Casino Royale with my good friend Corey in theaters. <gasps> uh, we, you know, we had we had moved to LA. We were we were young, dumb, full of cum in, in, in the city of Los Angeles in our early twenties, and we got this new James Bond. He's different than the other James Bond. He's grounded. He's got a he's got a short cut blonde hair. He tells you not to touch your ears. He's got cold blue eyes. We had watched Layer Cake early on into our uh roommate ship with some other friends and, and we we're like oh yeah this guy's totally bond this this is like a bond audition you know it's a, it's a perfect so so you already accepted craig going into sea royale a lot of people hadn't seen layer cake they didn't know what the hell this this craig guy was going to be what he's going to do wrote a perdition yeah but he's a totally different he's like a a, a weaselly right layer a, cake is actually was his resume yeah the res- he's playing i mean he's playing a drug dealer but he's playing like a cool guy who's involved in like underground sure. shit he has a new he only shoots a gun like once he's not like an action character in layer cake uh but he does the suaveness and the seducing the girl so all, all that was like carried over and the performance is pretty similar i think you couldn't in that at that time period, we have to take a step back and go like back to what Larry Cake was, two thousand three, two thousand four, like two thousand four, I think. Yeah. So I saw that movie really early on when it came out, and you know, not in theaters, but a released a DVD. We mm-hmm. we went and saw it on DVD right away. We got that <clears throat> I didn't DVD. see it until after, but he had been selected as Bond. So I went. So in, we saw yeah. it right away. We loved it. We we were we were figuring out this time it was Matthew Vaughn and who Matthew Vaughn was. Oh, he's the producer of of Snatch and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, he probably made a shitty film, but let's go check it out because my friends really like Snatch because they were that type of people. Like, oh man, Snatch is the best fucking film. I so think he's like, better sure, than right? Guy Ritchie now. So, um, so we ended up watching Layer Cake, uh, and I was like blown away. But in that moment, I remember thinking like, this guy feels like he's auditioning for Bond, and there yeah. wasn't a Bond at that point. No. And I think Die Another Day had just ended. Well, yeah. Had you seen Croupier? Because like that was Clive Owens also make me bond please movie and i watched that knowing like that was his audition layer cake i didn't watch until he had actually been selected but if you hadn't seen it or you, or you didn't or, or you watched it before he, he was selected for bond i could mm-hmm. see like just being like this guy's trying to be bond isn't he oh yeah and then for sure he definitely felt that way like i said watching it before i even knew that and then after having seen like layer cake and hearing the news that you know he was essentially rumored has it? it was like it was like okay rumor has it it, it was definitely one of those things where you're like oh shit yeah like layer cake was clearly auditioning for that and we watched layer cake a lot honestly R- rumor was, has it yes rumor has it rumor, rumor has it we has did it? watch yes. layer cake a lot too <laughs> what was that part that was offline <laughs> i don't remember what it was rumor it was some has random it? yes and then you go ooh yes <laughs> it was some really bad offline onlining and it it made its own magic honestly we should have that as a record I probably can find that again. He's that probably still leaked that, that way. Yeah, I would love to export that and turn that into our new version. Rumor has it. Give it to you. <laughs> Give it to me. Do it. All right, I'll do it. Okay. Um. So, Don, uh, Donino Royale, you saw with Corey. Yeah, and we and liked it. Your, we we had fun. Bullies? That's uh, Eva Green is so fucking sexy, sexy and sexual. Love, love her as the Bond girl. I, I accepted this guy as the new Bond almost all the way uh, with just that one movie. And, and uh, 
yeah, like, like we were kind of tired by the end. I was kind of tired with but like that, that extra action sequence. Maybe mm-hmm. not entirely necessary. Could have been something smaller right after the the tournament, but because uh, you think the movie's over and you're like, all right, let's get the credits, and then it's like, oh, action! Fucking Amsterdam ships are uh, buildings are sinking in the in the ocean. The red light district causes all kinds of Wait, problems. No, 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 that's not Amsterdam. That's Venice. Oh, Venice, whatever. <laughs> it's totally different. It's so different. Wherever the water is, there's 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 waterways in Amsterdam too. There are, but not like that. Not like Venice. I've never been. I haven't been to either. But causes, I hear Amsterdam's great. <laughs> he causes all kinds of problems. Uh, so you gave it what? Five out of five? Four and a half. It's not perfect. It has flaws. Oh, okay, great. Four four point five out of five boys. Um, Nolan gave it a four point five out of five boys as well. I okay. got Nolan's boys uh, for the first four James Bond films. Hmm. Um, I don't know what his boys are though for Not Time to Die. He gives them in the email. In his email. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, very good. And moving forward, yeah. so Dong Tum of Solace. Yeah. Elk. What are your? Oh, I didn't say mine for Casino Royale, did I? Uh, no. Royale, uh, five out of five boys, easy. Yeah, I, I loved figured. it. It was like, yes, I, this is my Bond. This is my version of Bond. This isn't my daddy's Bond. This isn't my older brother's Bond. You know, and this isn't my little brother's <clears> Bond. <throat> this is my Bond. This is going to be my Bond boy, and he's going to be my Bond boy to the end, ride or die, all the way into the sunset. And I loved everything about <laughs> Casino Royale. I love the four acts. Um. I, I, I fucking by the way it begins with body worlds practically do you remember body worlds I do remember body worlds Dude, I remember that you know those people are mostly Uyghurs or something allegedly <laughs> uh, I did not I th- yeah I think I had heard that actually yeah uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah 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 what's my it was in Miami it's a traveling show yeah it's a traveling show of Chinese dead people yeah well what else, Dude, you, what else are you gonna do with them? I mean, allegedly, <laughs> it's just the but. Yeah, well, I don't think they chose to be the, you know holding a racket for the rest of their life. Well, the, yeah, the Nazis tennis. just burned up the bodies. Like they could have, they could have <laughs> done a museum. Hey, they, they should have turned it into yeah, right art. It should have been art, and that was the problem. They were just you know mayhem and murder. It was murder with the art. That's different. Yeah, uh, allegedly, allegedly, I cannot stress that enough. Allegedly, because I I I don't think anybody actually knows. But I think it's pretty. Somebody knows where the bodies sus. from Bodies World comes from. It's not. It's super sus. Nobody knows. There's not a nobody knows situation. Oh my god! So I showed my kids uh, the Bond films uh, for the first time, kind of like while watching this, and they just they know Daniel Craig, and they don't know about any other Bond at this point. Uh, they watched, uh, you know, here and there. They didn't really watch any entire film. Yeah. Some films they watched more than other films. Um, in this film, I gotta say right away, uh, I I tricked my kids by with Ava Green. I'm like, there's Emily Blunt. Because they know who Emily Blunt is, and they love Emily Blunt. My daughter loves Emily Blunt, and they're like, they're like, is it? Wait, what? From what? From the oh, from the uh, Mary oh, Poppins from the, movie? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, oh. from A Quiet Place, A Quiet Place Part Two. I thought you were. I, yes, I, I was assuming, of course, Mary Poppins, but I forgot. You're, you know, you, yeah, of course, she's seen A Quiet Place. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow is their favorite film. Hmm. They love Edge of Tomorrow, dude. They love it. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, Ava Green's on the screen. I'm like, that's Emily Blunt. And the kids are confused, but they're like buying it. But they, they're like, that looks not like Emily Blunt. Like, yeah, kind of does. So much hotter than Emily Blunt. So my wife was like, that's not Emily Blunt, guys. That's Ava Green. That's another people actually named Ava Green. And what's funny is she comes into the scene, right? And she goes like, I'm the money. And then Bonds are like, every penny of it. And it's like, oh, nice little wink and a nod to money, Penny. Right? Who will confusingly, uh, uh, yeah, confusingly show up in two movies. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, see, that's the problem. See, Casino Royale was um, trying to uh, create a new bond with slight nods to a, 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 the the older Easter eggs of the past that would consider to be actual characters of the past. Yeah, slight, slight nods and homages, but then also, fuck it, Judy Dench is there too. Because in Casino Royale, he gets the Walter PP, uh, uh, was it the PPK? He like uses it in the only in the opening and beginning of the movie, and it's never in the rest of that f- film. It's the P99 in, in Casino Royale. But not the PPK, right? The PPK... He doesn't get the from... PPK back until Spectre, I think. Or no, no, no Skyfall. No, he gets Skyfall. it in Quantum. He gets it in Quantum. Does he? He gets it back in Quantum, and then he has it. And then he has a PPKS Inspector, mm. and that's the one that has the that's just uh, his DNA coding yeah, or whatever the yeah. fuck. Um, but anyways, um, Quantum so Salt. Casino Royale, right? Oh, you still talking uh, about that. Essentially, like it's. I love the fact that's four fucking acts. Like yeah, I really love too many that. acts. Like, it's fun. It's it's fun. And it, it's it's tiring for somebody who's not in the mood to watch an action film that's going to have a really dramatic ending, right? Well, it doesn't really bother me on any rewatch. Ending. It was just in the theater. I was like, we're doing this. Like, like we're done. <laughs> like, why are you bringing yeah, but- it up again? I know, yeah, yeah. It, it feels like yeah. It's like, wait, we're going to Venice, right? Like, what's the scene? But I love that. I love that. I love that in movies. I also really enjoyed Vesper's CPR. Her nips get super fucking hard, dude. Like, there's a point where like, like he's doing CPR on her, and her nips are like flat. You can't even see them through her, her shirt. And, and Daniel Craig is like squeezing on her titties like really hard, and he's like manhandling her titties more than he needs to. Trust me, I like was watching. Eva Green doesn't like, mind. She's, she's she she doesn't. No, that's the point. She doesn't mind because he's doing it like crazy. And by the time the camera pushes all the way, because it's a long shot, the camera pushing in on him doing uh, one take on CPR. Yeah. Her nipples get so fucking hard by the time the camera's there. They're like they're like cutting ice. You know, Daniel Craig is actually trying to do. CPR and he's like, ouch, oosh. He's like, literally, he cut his finger on her nipple at one point. It's insanely hard. I'm telling you. No, it was I, hot Eva as Green's naked in a lot of movies. I mean, like. No, no, that's, that's the point. My point is that she's a really, she's really alive in that moment, right? She really is alive. So I'm just thinking to myself, that's so hot. She's like loving the. No, the she's dead. She, she's, she's legitimately dead. No, oh, you mean the, you mean the, the actress? actress? The actress. No, yeah, the actress no. Like, I think that's the true actress, of literally all acting actress, in movies in which someone's is dead. There sure, alive on set, right? Just loving getting those manhandled titties, and she's just like getting those. Yeah, her nipples probably would get hard if Ava Green was dead, but that's okay because they don't ever kill people when when they die in movies. That would be murder. <laughs> That would be, yes, yes. Well, you know, talk to Cannibal Holocaust, right? He had a whole thing. He had to prove he didn't murder people. Oh, dude, one of the poker players in Casino Royale. I saw this because I watched credits and shit. Um, it actually, his name was. Uh, they called him Fukutu or something like that, or the black uh, guy. Uh, what something like that? I forget what it is. He's a Japanese guy with oh, the gray okay. hair, ponytail. But if you look at his name, actually in the credits, it's Fuck You Too. Huh. It is the Asian yeah, lady is the uh, first Asian girl in uh, You Only Live Twice. The older Asian lady. Ooh, that's the she's a that's a Bond girl making a return. All right. Well, um. Oh, I guess I, we were trying to move on to Quantum the Dawnkdom of Solace. I want to talk about a few things though. I noticed um, about Daniel Craig in this film, and it'll lead into Quantum as well. Uh, right. I, I what I noticed with Daniel Craig in this film, it's like one of the things I think why he was auditioned and he got the role is he has perfect nipple placement, like literally really on nipples perfect. today. Perfect. Perfect nipple placement. You just said one nipple story, and we we're immediately talking about nipples again. <laughs> right, back in, I got, I got more. So many nipple stories today, baby. Um, the other thing is that he walks like Noli, like he or Noli walks like Daniel Craig. I can't tell which, but they, they the walk. Like, I'll, I'll say this: he walks like Sergio. I mean, he does the, the look. I'm moving my shoulders because there's so much muscle because I want to show does. off my biceps and my ripped abs. But he's stuff. like, he also, he also walks like really stiff, right? Right, it's a very stiff walk. It's very upright and erect, like a boner. 
It's a good looking walk, I just gotta say. And the other thing is that um they Bond has always been kind of a killer, right? But there's something about the way Daniel Craig's character oh, kills in this in Casino Royale, but then the way he kills in Quantum is almost an ongoing joke. They're like did he kill another one? And Bond will be like, he was a dead end. And then Emma will literally cut to Emma and she'll go, did he just kill him too? Like there were weird moments where like they were like playing to Bond being such a killer. And there's moments in Quantum and in Skyfall where he just watches people get killed and he just stands in the shadows like, I could have saved him, but I didn't. I let that person Dalton die. is the is the, the most of the killer of the killer Bonds, so... Is he like super murderous too? Like Daniel? Craig he's just super. Well, for one, I mean, the second movie is is just him going out on a revenge. He's just License killing people kill? out of vengeance. Which, by the way, license to kill is something they said so many times in this series. Yes, the Daniel Craig series. They've said that, so that must be a really monumental film in this in the entire saga franchise. Well, it's, the, I mean, the, the 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 phrase "license to kill" is used all the way back in Doctor No, I think. So. Um, and that's why the film came out called License to Kill then, I guess, right? Well, he's all, he has a license to kill, but no, that's never really that. explained yeah, yeah, yeah. like what that means in the, the context of but the But in movie. the movie, isn't it more of a revenge tale? I mean, most of his works in... In the movie, it's it, yeah, it's a revenge kill, and his license to kill is revoked because he's going to Mexico to kill somebody without oh, authorization. Ooh, this sounds hard. Because he fucks up Felix Leiter. That sounds like a hard nipple. It's a good movie. It's fun. It's, it's a really fun movie. The Henchman is the very first uh, movie for Benicio del Toro. He's great in it. He's like a fucking psychopath henchman. Mm -hmm. it's, it's you know it's real. You should really watch those movies. Awesome. All right, let's move on to uh, yeah. more Quantum of Solace ratings. Half a boy. I give this movie half a boy. It's half not a movie. A boy. So I saw this oh. also opening night with with a young man named Corey. We were riding high on uh, on Casino Royale and excited to see so this good. movie. Just two years later. And uh, walked out about 40 minutes in. And granted, we were at an AMC theater back in the day where you had to, you know, get your seats. You didn't get assigned mm. seating. And the seats we got were like real, Never a problem for Ballard. Real, Never a problem yeah, for Ballard. Yeah, fucking cutting lines, which is immoral. Hey, hey. You know, in China, you couldn't even say that, actually. That would be offensive. I think in China, so, you, you would be in a gulag you, for cutting a line. Face. You save face in China. You're allowed to cut lines in China. I don't think so. And no one's allowed to get mad at it. I think the I, th I think if you're in a line in China, you're you're probably not in a line for something good, man. Although oh, everything is communist nation. Everything's lines. Yeah, it's constantly in line. No, my point is we had seats really close up, and the movie was, and we also had a lot of martinis to, before the movie to celebrate. So so hot. you're drunk. And I remember getting a little disoriented just by for the trailer for J.J. Abrams Star Trek. So I was like. I might be a little so too hard. drunk to see this movie. We might be a little too close to the screen. <laughs> but had no fucking clue that Quantum of Solace was going to be fucking so 12 good. frame shots that are shaky over and over again in every action sequence. I feel like throwing up by the end of that fucking opening credit sequence. Legitimately, I, I was just like, I don't feel good, man. I feel I feel weird. And, and, and Corey's just like, I don't, I, I didn't recognize, I didn't understand anything that happened just now. I just, I just saw motion. I just saw movement. But the Jack, but you know, the Jack White, Alicia Keys song comes on. He's, mm -hmm. Another way to die. He comes on. I'm looking at dunes, sand dunes that are like forming shapes of asses. And I'm like, okay, this is a pretty cool 
this is pretty cool. Uh, the, the opening credits and like the whole movie can't be like that. So, like, but then it, you know, comes in and, and they're inter- interrogating Mr. White and there's some good dialogue and I'm like, okay, it feels mm-hmm. like a Bond movie. Everything's good. And, oh, gunshot, bull, bull riding, bulls. What is it? What are no, no, horse doing? race, horse Italian race, horse yeah. race. I always remember this. I don't remember when the flag happened. I remember there being bulls and flags because it's like they every cut the shot flag. is. 20 frames long not even that like 12 frames oh. long i'm just like why are why are there horses racing in the middle of this action sequence it's important it, 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 it's so disorienting it's to the point where I, I couldn't recognize a single shot until bond, that that one shot that lasts more than 10 frames where where bond you know flips f- falls down and and the guy that falls down through the window and then Bond falls down and it tracks him. Like, yeah. I can understand what's happening in this scene. Oh, shit, shot, gunshot. What happened next scene? M got shot in that previous scene, uh, but she's not, she's not acknowledged that she's shot. She healed. She healed. I mean, she, she's like, she like goes down like she got shot, but like, I, I didn't even recognize that happened until the second time she's I saw She's up and it. about in the next scene. I don't need to ask questions. Any, anyways, we walked out of that movie during the opera scene when yet again, an action sequence was cutting well, away wait, something. When everyone's own. walking out of the opera, you also walked out of the movie? Pretty much. Actually, I think we You're walked like, out right yeah, before this. this. <laughs> uh, Corey went back in to get his like candy or something. And he's like, Bond said a cool line, I guess, while he was in there. And I, when I watched it again, I, I now know that line was Bond saying, you guys should really uh, pick a better place to meet. So we walked out yeah. right before that line. Okay. Um, and and uh, just... Would you, wait, would you give this movie again? Half, half a boy? boy, half a boy. Okay. It's not a functional movie. Jesus. However... You, you, you kicked... You kicked and there was a room of five boys. You kicked four of them out of the room, and then you murdered one. That's how much you hate this movie. That's a, that's yeah, perfectly explains. <laughs> oh my God, uh, my, my my viewpoint on the movie. Uh, but I had this job at the time at a name redacted company with two boys who I like to talk about movies to. Uh, that was that was you and Dor. I think Dor he was he was nice. So like I talked to you and Noli, and you're like. And door, and you're like, no, nah, man, the movie was good. Like there was yeah. good shit in there, man. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's like, and I'm like, well, I was, like, it, it was encapsulating my vision. I was so close to the screen, and I was pretty drunk. And you're like, no, nah, man, it's good. It's good. So I'm like, see it again. See I saw it, again. it on Saturday using the ticket I got from AMC. You know, you you walk out, you get a free fucking see a movie again ticket I used why it to see, how? how how do you do that you just go hey like hey i'm walking out of this movie can i have it my sucked. money back and they give you a free movie you say, you say the audio sucked the visual sucked it was slightly out of sync it was out of sync by six frames and it was driving me crazy i said time. i was too close to the screen and i was getting motion sickness uh, and i ended up throwing up although granted i also drank a lot more as that night went on it sounds like drinking and, and, and on top of that after we walked oh. out of that fucking movie before i wa- went into work the next day we went to a bar and while I was hitting on a girl, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I was a miss. I didn't. I was also really drunk, so I wasn't like hitting on her very well. And she's like, she's like, well, you're, you're acting weird. And I'm like, I don't know. I just walked out of a Bond movie, and I love James Bond movies, and I don't even understand what's going on right now. She's like, oh yeah, I don't even like. I don't like that guy. And, and I interrupted her and said, his name's Daniel Craig. He's not the problem. The problem was the directing and the editing. And I said that to her. And then, yeah, she, she probably fucked some other guy that night. I, I ended up puking in a toilet because uh-huh. I was too drunk. But when I went to, to work, you guys said, oh, it's good. We, I liked it. Like, there was touchscreen displays, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and there was a an airplane chase sequence. You didn't even see that. And I'm like, you know, I didn't see the airplane chase sequence. 
So I'm like, all right. I'm, wait, I'm shocked we said something about touchscreen displays, honestly. <laughs> we did, really? That might have been the other audio guy. I remember I remember somebody or or or, or the or, or the let's let's call him the bully who was in the Muay Thai. Um one of them was like, I really like the touchscreen technology. That was really cool. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking it about touchscreen? Cool. I mean, at that time didn't we already have touchscreens? Well, remember they lay a USB drive on the touchscreen and it like reads the USB drive or something? Surface technology. Surf, yeah, Microsoft, Microsoft Surface, basically. My point yeah, is, I saw, yeah, really. I saw it again that Saturday afternoon. And, I, it was and I sat in the back row of the movie theater. So I was like watching it on like a 60 inch TV, basically, or smaller. And I fucking still hated the movie. The editing was still atrocious. I made it to the end, but I was like, even the this this airplane sequence or the fire thing or this weird part where like Bond just jumps onto a car and says, this is for my friend and shoots him. And I'm like, who's the friend? What's happening right now? Mateus or Mattis or whatever his name was. Mattis. No, I thought it was for the girl. I thought it was for Olga Korlinko was the mutual friend. Oh, maybe. Exactly. You don't know what the fuck's happening in that movie. I don't know the scene you're talking about, honestly. It's right. It's at the it's during the hotel sequence. He, like a, a, the villains are like, oh, the the hotel's about to explode. They start driving out, and all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, like fucking like Macy Williams at the end of Game of Thrones, he just he just manifests himself in midair, falls down on the front of the of the car, and shoots the guy driving in it, who's the general, and says, "This is Fantastic. for my mutual friend." And I was like, "Who's the mutual friend? You thought it was oh, Mathis. that's Olga. Yeah, that's Olga. Okay." Yeah, that's all good. I was for like, sure. where did Bond leap from? Why does this shot? Why does every shot what so short? What are you so many questions for? Because <laughs> I hated them. Because the movie, <laughs> the movie physically was like, I don't understand how you can defend that movie as a professional pizza delivery driver. You're, oh yeah, that movie has a terrible pizza delivery. It, uh, you know, oh really? You think so? See, here's the thing. So you gave it half a boy. Yeah. I give it five out of five boys. Do you really give it? Oh no, I do because. First of all, I love that it's a direct sequel to Casino Royale. Like, it picks up immediately after. I love the opening sequence. I love the opening car sequence. I I actually felt like when I watched this film, it feels like a breath of fresh air. Like, I'm just getting this, I'm getting this fun, energetic, new experience, artistic, crafted film. No. You know, and, and, and it's Why is it different than, than all the other Daniel Craig, all the other Bond movies? Because it's better than you, too. What? It's better than us. The movie is better than you and I combined. And that's what's the greatest about this movie is I watch it and I go, oh, I get it now. Why the inner party is so happy because they, they see the nice things and the fast editing and it keeps them entertained. And I'm just, I'm entertained now too. So I'm watching the film and I'm enjoying it. And the other thing about this movie too is that when Mathis dies, this is what I love about this movie. I love this about this movie. When Mathis <laughs> fucking dies, yeah. Bond but he's not dead when he's in the trunk. The cops make Bond open the trunk. No, he's Mathis, still alive, and Bond uses Mathis him is as a human in the shield. Trunk. The cops pull their guns on him. Bond turns Mathis into the gunfire yeah. and lets Mathis get shot up and killed. Mm -hmm. And then he takes out the cops. And then he mourns over Mathis as if somebody else had Mathis killed. Yep. There, there's a there's a part where the M says, "Hey, James Bond, you're doing stuff I am not cool with. I'm taking you in." Bond then escapes in a really chaotic uh, elevator sequence, and, and then and then M goes, you know what? He's my agent. I trust him. It's fine. He he can go do whatever he was doing. That's it's what like M nothing, is supposed to do. There's a missing scene there. <laughs> no, that's how M's supposed to act. M is supposed to trust her agents, 
and their instincts. Then why was she bringing she, him in? Why, was, why did she have guys take him in and get beaten up on the elevator? Because sometimes they need a, you know, a spanking. You know, and it's, it's, he didn't it's get mom, spanked. The guys in the elevator it's mom, did. He, he won. It's, that's how mom spanks. Okay. All right. What's your real that, rating? Do you really By get the way, five that, out of five? That, that, yes, it was for sure five out of five. And that's for sure also proves how Bond's like a killer, how he turns Mathis into the bullets. He's got this weird rage that he wants blood. He's bloodlusty. Mathis was his Bond. friend at that point. I, yeah, I know. And he turned him into the bullets. He he Instead of saving Mathis's life, he, he used Mathis to protect his life. So... The 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 the, the bloodlust knows no bounds right. with Daniel Craig's James Bond, but he has perfect nipple placement as we talked about, and he walks like Noli. So no, you're re- he gets the you're, pass. You're, you're repeating yourself, so it's time to move on to Skyfall. <laughs> this is move on. I, I, Wait, I, I, but it's important. Daniel Craig he could get naked on a roller coaster. This is my point I was trying to get to. Yeah, he could get naked on a roller coaster, and nobody would be mad about no, it. No. The paparazzi could take photos of it. Babies' eyes could be burned for the for in, in their little head sockets forever from having to see such horrible graphic. Our, our, our friend Noli got naked on a roller coaster. Otherwise, this sounds like <laughs> gibberish to anyone listening to this episode. No, no, you. Didn't. Noli's very handsome. So Ballard's point is that, like handsome Noli, Daniel Craig could get away with showing off his body because it's a aesthetically oh, yeah. pleasing body, and he's not wrong about that. He still is it's in gorgeous. good shape in this movie. He looks great. He looks great in all the movies. Honestly, he really does. They, they don't show him shirtless in No Time to Die. You notice? I did not notice. Okay, well, Nolan. By the way, speaking of Nolan, he gave uh, Quantum of Solace three out of five boys. Yeah. Wait. So moving forward, let's get into Skyfall, yeah. and it crumbles. Yeah. And it stumbles. Yeah, I remember the actual lyrics. I don't know. You've written "Happy and Glorious Dogs." Why? Oh, my bad. Okay, wait. Yeah. So "Happy and Glorious Dogs." So Happy and Glorious is actually the name of it, Dongs, because I didn't really want to like confuse it too much more than already Happy and Glorious on its own. This is the six-minute short Daniel Craig shot with the Queen of England by Daniel Boyle. Danny oh, Boyle. okay. And it's, it is officially a Bond narrative yes. in which Bond has to get the Queen to the Olympics, the 2012 Olympics, and when he does it, the way he gets her there is by helicopter, mm-hmm. then they both parachute into the arena. It's shot weird. There's like um. When they show her corgis, it's like, it's like a frame stuttering rate. frame thing, yeah. Yep. And and, and they, they, he does some like he doesn't shoot it like a Bond movie. He does his Danny Boyle shit. But I mean, yes. whatever. I mean, he was supposed to direct No Time to Die, so I mean, obviously he met the Broccoli's and Craig to make that. So and I, she was not impressed. Who was not? I'm guessing. I'm guessing the Broccoli's were not impressed with the Happy and Glorious, and we're like, well, we're dead to a de- we're down to a deadline. We can't reshoot the fucking thing, and we have to have this no, for the, the intro for the opening ceremony. Danny Boyle's taught. Danny Boyle's like Corey's favorite director, so I get all this from him. Um, but he he uh, he said in interviews, no, he was he was fully on board to direct. He had been hired to direct No Time to Die, and he walked away because he he couldn't give the spoilers but he's like they, they wanted to do things in this movie that I felt were fundamentally wrong for Bond and we he oh my god please bring that up later then yeah he couldn't he couldn't do that I want to know exactly what Danny Boyle was referring to because there's a few things I could say that's true with um, we do need to pick up the pacer okay three minutes so let's get into uh, Dongfall now Dongfall baby um, this is the shortest Bond hair I think of any of the Daniel Craig films um, the only the only rival would be No Time to Die, 
His hair is way longer in Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, and he did grow his hair out a little bit more in Spectre. Um, why are we talking about hair? It's important. It looks good. He looks more like a bulldog, and that there is a lot of referencing to bulldogs in this film with M's little ceramic bulldog, which actually makes a cameo in No Time to Die. Well, it took away um, the messy hair for this. He has messy hair in Quantum in, in Casino Royale. Yes, he does. Well, he has Daniel Craig's sexy hair, right? He has like he's got like Teen Magazine hair in Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, and then Skyfall and Spectre and and No Time to Die. It's much more like. Secret agent. I prefer the I prefer the former hair. hair just because it was different. It was it was nice. I liked all the hairs. I'm fine with all the hairs. Um, I I don't know which one I would pick though. To be honest, if I had to pick, I might pick uh, No Time to Die because it was short, but it still was long enough that you had to comb it. I'll actually say this: Quantum of Solace is probably my best hair for Craig. Oh, okay, very interesting, cool. Um, he's not the Skyfall uh, is uh, essentially to me the opening of Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Felt like an alternate Mission Impossible ending, like the way it, like progresses to try to chase the guy with the knock list. I mean, they don't call it the knock list, but it is the knock list, right? It's all the different agents' names and their real identities. And then it ends with the train sequence. But instead of Tom Cruise saving the day, Daniel Craig gets shot by Money Penny, and the day is lost, and the knock list gets actually out, and that's actually part of the plot of Skyfall. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of funny. I was like, oh my god, this is like an alternate take on what would happen to Mission Impossible if if Ethan Hunt didn't succeed. I guess they felt that it had been far uh, uh, away since Mission Impossible to, to go ahead and just use a list of agents, real identities as a MacGuffin. It's only yeah, MacGuffin it, for the opening, though. Then it's... No, they, they, they call back to it because there's moments where they have to like create the ticking time clock because agents are being yeah, taken yeah, and found and killed. On YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube, on YouTube, yeah, that's right. Um, this one was... I would say uh, a masterclass of essentially crafting a transition from the Casino Royale Quantum of Solace Bond where there was barely referencing real old Bond stuff like right like we said uh, what was it earlier uh, I'm the money, money and then, yeah, and yeah. then money like penny. every penny of it yeah. and then Quantum like you said is was technically Spectre before they had the money so Skyfall is essentially a craft into transition into classic Bond themes right like Money Penny is actually now a real person in this film not just a reference by name only to a character that's similar to that uh, classic M office is at the end of the movie yep like it's a, it's like from the original Bond films um, the bunker headquarters that they have to go to because uh, MI6 is, just, is bombed and destroyed is more in line with the actual Roger Moore and Sean Connery Bond films when you go to like Q Branch or something like that it would be like a bunkery like place like that um, uh, Q Branch is actually there now rather than just being like tech oriented but we're not going to reference Q Branch that's kind of how they would they marketed Quantum of Solace and Casino Royale Skyfall's like no we're actually going to have a Q Branch now yeah they had the rights to place. Q the entire time that was and Money Penny that was just a creative decision to not have Q in the first two they didn't. They wanted to stay away from old timey Bond references, and that was a big thing. Walter, the Walter PPKS is introduced in this film, uh, which is kind of cool. I wouldn't say that's a, any kind of callback to the old timey stuff, but it was fun that they like. It's the only gadget in this movie other than the radio, and that and they even call back to that, right? It's like yeah. radio, latest technology from Q Branch, right? So that's kind of fun. They did that, and and then um, yeah, the radio is a Goldfinger reference. Yes, yes, exactly. It's a Goldfinger reference. And then uh, the 64 Aston Martin, also the DB5, that's a Goldfinger reference as yeah, well. Yeah, but that's in Casino Royale, even though it's a different one. Uh, yeah, but this one is actually the one directly from um, yeah. uh, uh, Goldfinger. It even it still does bothers me. That, 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 I mean, yeah, it's, it's cool that it's referenced, but like, how does he just manifest Aston Martins, which becomes a problem in No Time to Die for me? He just has the ability <laughs> to just yeah. create them. A lot of people, because a lot of people are like, you actually said this to me, or, or, or Noli. I can't remember which of you when we worked together uh, I was like where did the fucking car come from talking about Quantum of Solace at, when, in our Quantum of Solace and you're like that's the car from uh, 
Casino Royale. And I'm like, no, that it's a it's a different color. It's left-hand drive. It's, no, they're, they're both left-hand drive. But it, it's it's a different uh, model. But more importantly, the car in Casino Royale gets just totaled by flipping. So he just, he created another Aston Martin there. And then in Skyfall, when he needs a car. It was months, no, it's been months. It's, okay, when, remember, when Vesper Lind is uh, uh, captured and he totals that car. Yeah. It's months from that scene to the end of the movie. Cause yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But they, I guess they just gave him another one, and he totals that he one, too. They gave him another one. Yeah, Q-Branch had a bunch of them. But in Skyfall, that DB5 that that, that comes back is... He, he's had that in storage. He yep. just met Q, so Q didn't put all that shit in it, all, all the, the the machine guns and ejector seat and stuff that it has. He And he just has it in storage. Where, where did he get that car from? Because that car is... Sean Connery. That car is right-hand drive, and the one he wins in Casino Royale is left-hand drive. I mean, a lot of people assume that's the one he he, he won in Casino Royale, and maybe it's just a continuity error or, you know, not really caring. And he's, had it, it was, he's had it outfitted to, to be a, a weapon. I think it's this. I think it's I think it's a reference to the Casino Royale thing, but doing it right, because Sam Mendes is, it was more... He was more involved in the idea of trying to bring back the actual themes of Bond films, yeah. right? And I think that's why he was like, let's just do the real one from Goldfinger, because it is the real one from Goldfinger, while the one in Casino Royale is more of a nod to the 64 from Goldfinger. Because it doesn't have any ga- gadgets in the, in the steering right. wheels on the other side. But then exactly. it's it's like, but the, he specifically, we know he doesn't, like, he's not super rich. His actual salary is probably not particularly high, and, and yet he just has this... He has a second Aston Martin in storage, and oh, yeah, then he's he has a stealing. he has another one in No Time to Die. He has he has the 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 uh, Vantage uh, V8. He's just is, skimming the, off the top of evidence. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, it was it was a uh, nine million, not ten million. It, but it's all, but then in 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 uh, Spectre they make it clear that like oh here's the new uh, what is that the DB12 that that like is supposed to, it was like a concept car. I actually saw it. It was at uh, the Pearson Auto Museum. Beautiful vehicle, but uh, it was like. He, that that's what the the Q's making it. He's like, oh yeah, this was supposed to go to uh, double U, but now it's gonna go to double O six, and he, then Bond steals it. You know, the car I'm talking about, Inspector. I don't. The one they use for like the head. the first driving sequence. It's like the new Aston Martin Inspector, uh, and, and, and of course, double the new 007 Black Lady has a new the new Aston Martin in No Time to Die. So Aston Martins are both what MI six assigns to their agents yep. but bond also independently just nice. happens to own aston martins yep it was like it was like one of those things like imagine imagine felk if you go work somewhere and they're just like hey you're gonna get a company car and it's miata it just be like you'd be like oh my god that's amazing and it just so happens at my parents house i have a fucking miata I the year i love all souped up with guns in it and an ejector seat. They sold it to a, the kid of a friend of my mom's and he told it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. But do you get what I'm saying? It's just that's what it is. It's just the company car at MI6, it happens to be Aston Martin, and James Bond just loves Aston Martin. Wait, it just so, so happens to own some. So you and your, owns a bunch. In your mind, what Aston Martins are to James Bond, Miatas are to me? Yeah. That's I, I, I'll, I'll take that. I, I like that. I'll, yeah, you I'll like go that? with that. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, okay, wait. So some things about this film I, I, I want to talk about that I really stuck out with me when I first saw this. And Sam Mendes is just an incredible job with this film. Um, Shanghai sequence is without dialogue. The entire sequence practically is without dialogue, except for, I think, the very end when 
he's got the guy hanging from the uh, building. Yeah, he's asking. And he's like, who do you work for and all that shit, right? But other than those like two or three questions he asked, that entire sequence is without dialogue, which is just was so fucking um, wonderful to watch. It was so espionage It was great investig- investigation. Like, he's following. What's this guy doing? He's watching this guy kill two people. Again, just watching people from the shadows kill people. And then goes upstairs, watches him again kill another guy across the building before he engages with him. So he watches an assassin kill three people before he finally tries to engage with them. And then he accidentally lets him drop. He doesn't actually drop him. He accidentally he slips out of his glove, I think. But that being said, it's a beautiful sequence, gorgeous cinematography. Roger Deakins crushes it. Yeah, it's the best it. looking of the Craig Bonds. Maybe the best it looking is. Bond movie, honestly. I love how they use the imagery and the reflections of everything going on on the billboards outside to the point where, like, when Bond's sneaking into the room and it's going through glass doors and he's opening the door and you think he's busted because the fucking assassin turns around and sees Bond at the door. But then you see the assassin's POV, big ass reflection, blocking Bond. Right, we're in an hour. Great. We haven't. We, we still have Noe's long ass oh, we'll email get to get through. Do you think? Here's the thing. When I was watching Skyfall, I was literally like, okay, okay. Did he fuck many Money Penny and Macau? I don't think I, he honestly, did. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. No time to die answers it. No. They, what does it say? I don't remember. Well, do that's spoiling a little bit of No Time to Die, but I don't think that's a big deal. Yeah, we, we're in so sport, there's a point where uh, La, uh, Lashana Lynch is uh, Nomi Double O Seven. Yeah. Is talking to Money Penny, and she goes. I, I, she says something like, um, "I understand why you shagged that guy." And then, and then, and then, Money Penny's like, uh, "Well, you have to do it once, or something like that." Or you nope, have to try that's it once. not the line, and that's not the response. I understand why you shot him, is what she said. And, oh, and Money Penny says, says "Everybody tries at least once." Everyone, okay, well then, here's the question: So did Bond fuck Money Penny and Macau? I don't think so. She shot him in so. the opening of Skyfall. That's what that's referencing. He's like naked, wearing a tiny little white towel with his legs spread open, and she's like right it's there, flirting. up against his crotch. He never fucks Money Penny. Uh, I think they may have fucked him a cow. No. Well, it's funny that I heard that scene in No Time to Die, and I thought she said shagged. Great. Okay. Um, no, that that would not get the Phoebe Waller Bridge approval. Clearly, I guess Mallory is was clearly set up as uh, M to me in this. Uh, for me, I, I noticed it when he was la- uh, allowing the breadcrumbing at MI6. When did you realize that Mallory Ray Fines was going to become M? When Ray Fines appeared in the movie, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, they're they're bringing him in to replace her because she's going to die at the end of this movie. I saw that coming oh, from a mile oh, away. Oh, so you saw that writing on the wall yeah. big time? M was dead. No, the, the writing's end. on the wall. The writing's on. And this is something we talk about all the time, right? All right. Uh, the the third act of this film is Home Alone with Bond. Yeah, and, and I don't like the third act it, of this movie because of that. Every time I watch it, it's not like I try to like eventually go. It really isn't. There's like, oh no, it's not really. It is. It's it's just Home Alone with Kevin McAllister and his friend M and his gatekeeper Albert Finney. I yeah, it's Home Alone with two other people. Yeah, it's Home Alone with two other people. And it's bloodier and violent. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't, it's, so I, I, it's a great action scene. I, I think the ending goes on too long, and it, it, I don't really care for it that much. Uh, it's a Here's where it goes movie. too long. The um, the ice. Uh, once you're on yes. the ice, and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. You really they should just end the movie with, with, with the confrontation. There's a long trek to that little house. There's a lot of Bond scenes in ice and falling into ice water, right? That just seemed to be like way too much of a theme of Daniel Craig's films, but also in Bond in general. It happens. I don't think it happens in like any other movie that I can think of. 
Oh, okay. Uh, but it, it feels like it happens. It a happens. Lot. Oh, well, it happens. Uh, yeah, Skyfall and Inspector. So that's 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 why you're why you're thinking that. And it happens in No Time to Die. You just are, no no no. It doesn't happen, Inspector. Yeah, it happens in No Time to Die. You just saw No Time to Die. It's fresh in you. Just saw. I saw it opening ago. night last week and uh, with Corey, uh, and uh, yeah, it did not. Uh, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> um. So Skyfall, no Felix. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they they loosely allude, allude to him. Like, we still have a friend in the CIA. They don't say his now, name. Th- now, I'll take that into quickly into our conversation about um, uh, uh, Spectre. Also, Inspector, no Felix. Interesting about that for No Time they to Die. They say his name, Inspector, though. They do, but interesting about that for No Time to Die is that Oh, when when uh, M has to talk about Felix, he's like, "Oh, Felix, he was a great guy. I always loved working with Felix. You never fucking like, met but he was never in Skyfall or or, or Spectre. So obviously, no, the Felix been... thing in No Time to Die. We we need to get them No Time to Die. He, Let's get through Spectre must, fast. He must have worked. Oh, no, Felix we have to rate. Uh, Wait, Don... we didn't rate. We didn't rate Dongfall. Dongfall, I will give three boys. Oh, I, oh, they got three out of five boys. I don't like Craig's movies that much, dude. Okay, they're all okay um, except Quantum, which is unwatchable. Noli and I both gave it a five out of five boys, and there was something I noticed in a rewatch recently of Skyfall. I saved it and remembered it and wrote it down, and I have it here in our doc. Uh, Felk, why don't you read it? This is from M when she's being, uh, you know, grilled by the minister, or the prime minister, or whatever. Right, before I'm locked into reading something, I'll say the only other thing about Skyfall that I want to say, which is that Please. when I was watching Skyfall in th- theaters, one thing that so, sh- 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 uh, stood out to me was first we get that big action sequence. Bond's fighting a dude on top of a train, which is not which it, that just immediately made me think of the Archer uh, episode in the train where he talks about how stupid it is to fight on top of a train because a you're still in the on the train, b the wind is horrible and you have to deal with like bridges and shit, and, and it's not really that fun unless you have a helicopter. But the villain doesn't have a helicopter, so I was immediately thinking of Archer, and then we go into you know the Adele opening sequence after Bond falls in the water and Bond's doing he's he's on a you know he, everyone thinks he's dead he's on a Caribbean island just fucking people and going to a bar like born supremacy no just like Archer does and, and uh, mm. two separate occasions over the course of Archer so I was like I feel like there's an Archer influence in this and I, I, I want to set that up because I'm going to reference Archer a few times in No Time to Die review now cool. your note here from Skyfall this is the line that yeah that M says when she's uh, testifying today I've repeatedly heard hell, let's read my regular voice today I've repeatedly heard how irrelevant my department has become why do we need agents the double O section isn't it all rather quaint? Well, I suppose I see a different world than you do, and the truth is that what I see frightens me. I'm frightened because our enemies are no longer known to us. They do Antifa. <laughs> they do not exist on a map. They're not nations, except for Chaz. They're individuals. And look around you. Who do you fear? Can you see a face, a uniform, a flag? Well, Antifa has a flag. No. Our world is not more transparent now. It's more opaque. It's in the shadows. That's where we must do battle. So before you declare us irrelevant, ask yourself, how safe do you feel from Antifa? So Felk, um, M says that in Skyfall. And this film came out in 2012. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Why do you think I, I highlighted that moment? Uh, Did it seem relevant? It sounded like you kept making like topical points while you're reading it. Uh, I mean, I was talking about Antifa, but you could could direct this at uh, the January 6th people too. You could direct this at Antifa. Yeah, no problem. I think you could direct this in general at the times we are going through right now. Yeah, and 
I don't think it, you, you, you're going to have to apply it to one direct group of anyone, technically. Yeah, but in real life, like, the CIA is, like, investigating, like, dads who fucking sit, like, I, my daughter shouldn't have to wear a mask at PTA meetings. It's like, they're not going after anybody who's actually keeping us unsafe. They're going after, like, oh, this guy was near the Capitol on January 6th. Let's raid his home. Oh, my God, yeah. he has a Lego model of the fucking Capitol. Jail Busted. for you. Busted. Like, that's what the real spies, at least in America, are doing. They're probably doing the same thing in fucking MI6. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's relevant. But, like, we don't, like, like, we don't have heroes or villains as depicted in the Bond movies. They were always, I mean, they were, they were somewhat fantasies in the books. But, like, in in the, in the uh, post-Cold War Bonds, especially the Craig Bonds, like, it's a fantasy to think that anyone in the government could be as competent as James Bond or M for that matter. We got Marjorie Taylor Green here in the real world. <laughs> we don't have M. We got imagine Alexandria Ocasio Cortez giving fucking James Bond orders. Hmm. I don't know. I know they, they don't they actually do. They're not intelligent. They wouldn't. They're they government wouldn't, they're employees. I'm talking about. No, yeah, but do you think the people who are in espionage are any better? Runners. No. Not program runners or program managers. Right? Oh, every congressperson not... is a program runner to a certain degree. They run programs. Yeah, not not not. They run those initiatives. Types. Yeah, I know. Not I'm just saying types. that's the reality of what government employees are like. Fucking look at the president. Uh, I don't think you can I equate my, M. My father to had a pipeline, in and, and it was good. We put the oil underground. It's like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, that's a, that's the top of the guy. That's the main guy. Play that audio clip. <laughs> yeah, I, something like that. All right. Spec dong. Spec dong. Did you give your boys for, for Skyfall? Felk, why don't you read this quote I have here, too? Did you give your boys for Skyfall? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Noli and I both did five out of five. Yes, yeah. I did. Spec dong. So it's first movie of the Craigs to actually open with the barrel sequence and then barrel sequence after the barrel sequence cuts to black and it says the dead are alive. Wow. And then it cuts to Dia de la Muerte. No idea why that was in there. That's not necessary. I don't like Spectre that much. Um, I, here's what's interesting about that. Uh, so today I learned, <laughs> read it. Um, today I learned that, uh, the Dios de la Muerte uh, parade that mm. happens in the beginning of Spectong, um is at, was completely fabricated. They, there was no such parade like that in Mexico City. But having that movie come out and show a beautiful uh, uh, celebration, mm. um, they now do that in Mexico City. They do that parade apparently on that level on that, the Mr. At, Sunday that, at that movie scale. Review of it too, huh? What? You watched the Mr. Sunday movie review of that too, huh? No, that, that was literally that was a thing on Reddit. I said like literally, I just said Reddit from today. Oh, Reddit. Okay, well, yeah. I guess facts can be from anywhere. They can be. I think probably Mr. Sunday uh, probably got the information at, from Reddit, so that's yeah, they're yeah, copying get the information from Reddit. And I just actually told you where the source was <laughs> today. Oh. I learned there's a there's a there's actually a um there's two different places you can go for something great like this. One's called Movie Details. Uh, it's a Reddit thread, and the other uh, subthread that you can go check out is called "Today I Learned," and they're both great. Okay. Well, it's not like I have any kind of attention. I think that was actually on movie disorder details, that you're bullying me for right now. Nobody, um, I think, I think, uh, I, I don't want anybody to get this wrong. I want nobody to get this wrong. But I think I may have been actually on movie details, not "Today I Learned." That I heard that. 
the um the thing about Dios de la Muerte. Wait, wait, what review did they do of uh of Spectre? Did they do that recently? Yeah, they did all the the Craigs leading up to. Uh, they didn't time. do Spectre when it came out. They don't really do movies when they come out. That that that's that's a caravan of garbage where they look look back at movies. Oh, the caravan of garbage they did. Uh, Craig looked back. Yeah, it wasn't on their podcast. Oh, not the they haven't. They don't. No, no, no. Their podcast. They haven't done Venom yet or No Time to Die. Guess why? They're not allowed. They're to. not allowed they to fucking see out. those movies. They just got out though. They just got out. They're free now. It's fucking ridiculous. They're born free. They were in their. They were in their crates and they were yelling, "Give us us free!" All and right. and eventually it seems like the uh, the government of Australia listened. All right. We're All right. right. <laughs> um, Spectre has a little bit of an issue for me. It goes a little too more. Uh, at times um, I love Moore I really do love Roger Moore's bomb here's what I mean by Ghost to Moore and why I think that's a little bit of a ding uh, for Spectre um, to me Bond you gotta be your own Bond and 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 Daniel Craig he should be a D Daniel Craig Bond which we've established in three films is kind of a straight laced guy pretty you know pretty direct uh, um, and you know, I was gonna say pretty sober, but he drinks a lot. But I meant more like sober in the way he handles things. Um, and and so, I, I don't mean about like drinking. I just meant more like state of mind. But like, uh, but like, and then all of a sudden, somber would have... be the maybe you meant. What? Well, yeah, I, I get what, I get what you're saying. He's more. He's colder. He's colder, but he's also a little bit more like I guess he's like he like even though he's maybe drunk, he's still like he's there. He's like you know what I mean. Like it doesn't matter. But he's 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 very he's very there in the moment. But anyways, my point is that. Falling onto the couch in the beginning of the movie, stuck behind the old man driving in Italy during the chase with Dave Bautista, falling 14 floors with uh, Madeline Swan onto a fucking net to get out of the explosion in MI6. Those all felt like way too comical and way too over the top and not realistic in any way and not grounded. And that and, and that's like my only really big issue with with Spectre. I wouldn't. Um, I, I, I would like that stuff if like if they said like, OK, we're doing the the, the wackier kind of Bond movie. But then there's also the serious shit that they set up in Skyfall and in and, and uh, that, that's what I'm saying. Three mesh. films of, of Bond. Craig has been serious. And all of a sudden he's doing some like he's having fun moments where he's like, you know, holding on to a fucking sconce when he falls onto a couch and he throws the sconce aside. Yeah. Whatever. All, all it comes down to is they got the. Much. That's not who Craig is. They got that's the rights back to Spectre and and Blofeld and thought, oh well, we have to use Spectre and Blofeld. Not thinking about the fact that like, well, we we did that with Quantum, so that doesn't make sense that there'd be another organization, and then also it doesn't mesh with the tone that we've been going for this whole time, which is right. grounded real world shit, and, and now we have like. The, the secret society with the rings and it's like that that doesn't that doesn't work in the world that you've been building for three movies and, exactly. and, and then the, the the like well yeah well, you've already seen Blofeld a thousand times what are you gonna do this new this time it's gonna be his adopted brother and it's like well that's a dumb idea too it's a great idea you like that twist Oh my god, it's the best twist ever. Um, no, I, I, I honestly I thought the Blofeld stuff was a little ham-fisted in personally um and 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 it, I didn't think it was necessarily needed. And part of the issue I have with uh, Blofeld um, in this film is that it it's not it's nothing to do with Christoph Waltz's issue. Yeah, I don't like his performance. It being in the film, but it feels like he's just kind of. I feel like I've seen him do this before in Green Hornet, even though Green Hornet is not as grandiose of a character. It just felt like that kind of evil. Villain. He doesn't have much range, honestly. He's kind of the same in every movie. 
Yeah, and so I guess that's why I just felt like Blofeld was a little similar, too similar to his character in Green Hornet. I, I, um, I thought I thought he was performance was too goofy, it was too out of place, it didn't fit the the tone, it didn't mesh with Daniel Craig's performance. The two of them did not have good chemistry together when they interacted. And more to the point, and 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 we get the, the, the uh, no time to die when they bring him back and like try to make it seem like scary. It's like we've seen this guy, we we've seen a whole movie with him as the villain. He's not scary. He's goofy and kind of silly. Oh yeah, it's like why, why it's are they ridiculous. acting like he's Hannibal Lecter all of a sudden? Well, then on top of that, oh, go, oh also goofy. This the whole thing about C, right? Like oh, like oh, oh yeah, no, I'll call too. you C. Like that was like another Roger Moore moment. It's like, dude, you're going way too hard with the sexual innuendo of calling him cunt, but you won't call him cunt right now. Yeah. And then it's like I know what C stands for, careless. That well, that's that's Ray Fiennes, right? Yeah, but he knows what C stood for when fucking Bond was saying that in his office at the beginning of the film. He knew what Bond was, in, was suggesting. Well, I don't think they can say cut in the PG-13 movie, but they shouldn't have gone down that route. The character is... They should have called, called him a quim. That character's dumb, too, anyways. Just that, that, that actor... But he's real, he's, though. He's Moriarty in the Sherlock movie, uh, show, right? And he's... He, that's why he was cast. That's why he was cast. But like, it's like he—he you—you—you you don't need two villains for one thing. And also, if you're gonna have one goofy villain, which is Blofeld, and you need to have a serious villain, but he played his character like goofy and ridiculous. She is M's villain, though. I guess, yeah. They gave M a villain, and they didn't need to. No, they didn't. They didn't even give M a character. But he's probably—he's a more realistic villain, Inspector. Of There's the too villains. much. I mean, I get that they—they want to use their Ray Fines because he's expensive, but like. M's just supposed to give you give oh, Bond dude. orders at the beginning of the movie and they never get seen again. Ray Fiennes probably saddled up right next to Sam Mendes and just sucked him off allegedly so good and he's like, give me a nice C plot. And and Sam was like, you got it, Ray. You got it. I'll give you the best C plot ever. You're gonna have you're gonna have a guy called C. <laughs> oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> like that's probably how that went down allegedly. Um, dude. Right. By the way, Bond gets the Fauci ouchie in this movie. He gets nanobots jammed in his arm. No, not nanobots. He gets smart blood. Smart blood, right? Uh, smart which blood. I, I guess is different than nanobots somehow <laughs> because <laughs> because nanobots are a different thing in the next movie. Oh, and also by the way. Blofeld's ouchie at the end of this film, speaking of ouchies, it should have been bleeding and pussing and gooey. Oh, oh, and requiring bandages and, and gauze. And like and, and he should have lost his hair in the fire, that massive explosion. I guess it's happened. some I, I don't remember what happened in Spectre. So so but in no time to die, he's got a bionic eye that can transmit directly to his brain from like great distances, and that's still transmitting to him while he's in prison. Like, when the fuck did he get that eye? Yeah, someone snuck it in in their asshole. That's probably what happened, right? But he went straight from having no eye to prison. When did he get the implants for a bionic eye? Why is that bionic eye Five in Cuba? years. Five years. Anything help it happen. Anything happen. Um, so, yeah, I just... But the, when he's, you see him, though, damaged, like with Bond, he's got his eye, dead eye, and he's got the scar, it's already, like, healing. Like, it's not, like, it's not healed over, but it's already healing cause yeah, it's because it looks like blood. Blofeld now, so he's got the thing. But it's like it's like it's been like twenty four hours since this dude's eye was like exploded, his face was like ripped apart. How does he have? And like he was in a big fireball. I don't know. I don't. I, I, this this whole. I, I'll give Spectre. Let's go give our boys. I'll give. Wait, it wait, 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 wait. The Dark Knight got it right because one of the best things about the Dark Knight is when Two Face's face touches the pillow, it leaves a little bit of dark black ashy skin. Yeah, on but he the would pillow. never. That you wouldn't be able to have conversations or walk around if like that much skin was just missing off your face. No, <laughs> but I'm saying like they, they they got the idea right when it came to like how badly burned Two Face was. 
they didn't have to say Blofeld was that badly burned, but they should have at least put like gauze on his face to prove that he like, was badly injured. We yeah, didn't have to yeah. see it. It was, just, it, was, it, was, it, was it was very makeup y. I, 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 I get what your, your point is. My, I, I will give Spectre two and a half. I think it's f- totally watchable, but also totally unexciting. And I don't like oh. Leah Sadu, and I don't like how much time she gets in that movie. So I oh. was not oh, super wow. excited to see her Uh-oh. return. She has no chemistry with Daniel Craig. Or her major storyline in the next film. She has no chemistry with Daniel Craig. Eva Green has so much chemistry with Daniel Craig, and then Leah Sadu, the love of his life, Dude, has fucking none. You understand why, right? Because she's a rich bitch who just got her role because she's a fucking billionaire? Leah Sadu is just is just French. That's she's just how she is. And and it's and it's it's not it's not fun. She might fuck on the side, who knows? But it's not fun. Ava Green is not some French bitch, right? Ava Green is, I don't even know what she is, but she's, she's like, whatever she is, she's down to party. And you know that if you were down to party on that set, allegedly, I'm sure Ava Green was I down mean, to party Lisa on that Dude set. I does too. that whole like lesbian, like she eats a girl's pussy in that movie, Blue is the Warmest Color. I watched that scene. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, Leah Sadu, like, who knows? She might be on the side, like, great, but like, she presents herself as like this. French stuck up person. The French are and, like, the it French comes are off really in her awful, roles. Uh, in she's she's in speaking of Mission Impossible. She's in Mission Impossible Go, Ghost Protocol. And the reason she's, yeah, she's in that film, cast in that film, she's gorgeous and beautiful, but also very cold, right? Very cold and not someone that you seem like you want to like fall in love with. That's she's why a villain. It's, yeah, she's a villain. Um, so here's something I want to point out as we get into. Oh no, Noli gave you gave sorry Spectre what two and a half. 2.5 out of 5 boys yeah. okay Noli gave it 3.5 out of 5 boys I'll give it 5 out of 5 boys um I think I think it's I, I just Sam Mendes is 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 just just showing off now at this point with this film um it doesn't have a lot of things I love but it's okay I didn't make the movie I think it's fucking great and I can watch it a lot and I love watching the opening uh uh long take that's like 11 different takes technically something like that and like I love trying to find all the different takes in that sequence but here's the thing some are kind of obvious. Royale. There's like a lot of door wipes and stuff. There are. Oh yeah, there are. But there's some that are like fucking must be like stitched with CGI. Well, yeah, the, but, the, um, the, just when he's walking all, like on the on the the roof and and the entire parade's going on down behind him. That's a that's, that's a like great seven visual. shots. Yeah. yeah, that's like seven shots. And when he's in the hotel room, there's like three edits in the hotel room, and like two of them are really clear, and the third one's really hard to find. And knowing that Sam Mendes did 1917, like you understand, like he was he's honed the stitching yeah. of when to start a take when to stop a take and how to like fix, you know, fill the gap with CGI yeah, Live and Let Die references too because apparently that's his favorite Bond movie so watching Casino Royale Quantum of Solace Skyfall Inspector each film slowly adds more to the classic Bond barrel sequence opening sequence but for some of them, they're only the end of the movie sequences. Quantum some has of them it are only reference in visual sequence of the way Bond is stationed in the shot. Quantum right? has it at the end for no reason. Uh, then Skyfall has it also at the end. Yes. Uh, but also begins with a shot that kind of alludes to it with him in the hallway. Correct. He pops out in the hallway. Spectre actually Casino- finally has it at the beginning, so it has no time to die. Right. And, and Casino Royale has it in the beginning when he turns around and he shoots 
the the guy for his first kill of his two kills, yeah. which is technically the second one we see. He shoots him. That pose he does is is the barrel room shot. The gun right? barrel's there too. It leads into the opening credits. But we never get in any of those other films. Casino Royale. For a second, follow me. For Casino Royale, Quamasol, Skyfall, Spectre. We never get the Bond barrel opener to the white circles transition to the opening shot until, of the yeah, film. No time to die. Until no time to die. Yes, correct. And I fucking loved that they did that finally for No Time to Die. I've been missing that for four fucking films. I have missed that aesthetic. And I am so happy it finally came back. And it came back with a great CGI version of the barrel. What did you give Spectre? I don't remember. You said it, but I don't remember. Oh, five out of five boys. You give five out of five to all of them? They're great. I, dude, it is a great series of films. And Honestly, here's the thing. It's like the fourth Every best Bond. Bond. <laughs> you, if you go through Bonds and you watch all the different Bonds, they all have their great, like, their own thing they bring to their franchise, their version of the saga of their franchise. Right. And, like, it's like, you know, Connery brings, like, this, like, I'm going to beat women and fuck women, and it's going to be fun. Connery was a bit abusive to like, women. Yes. I'm going to make jokes and fuck women. And then Dalton, I guess, brings this, like, I don't know. I'm going to kill people walk. and be a sociopath, basically. Okay, sure. And then Pierce Brosnan bring, brings this, like, you know, I'm going to fuck He's basically back to Connery with less abuse. be funny and also bring in the stunt work, he doesn't, right? Yeah, well, yeah, other stunt performers. Because stunts wasn't a part of Bond until that point. No, Dalton maybe, did a, like, a lot of his own stunts. See, again, that's a Just blind Just watch spot. the fucking Dalton movies. There's only two of them. I have an implicit bias in this in this conversation because I haven't seen Dalton. Sorry. You watch a movie so anyways, every every night at like four in the morning. Daniel, Just watch them. Daniel Craig's Bond is is like, hey, remember you just saw that Jason Bourne film? And I was like, yeah, I did. It was really good. It was called Bourne Identity, I think. And they're like, yeah, it was called Bourne Identity. And I'm like, that was a really good movie. It was like five out of five boys. They're like, you liked it? And I'm like, yeah, I liked it. Do you want to watch a Bourne Identity movie again? Sure, I watched another Bourne Identity film. Well, they're making Bourne Supremacy. That sounds wonderful. Okay. Is there anything else that's coming out like Bourne Identity? Well, we have another movie for you that's like Bourne Identity. What's it called? Is it called Bourne something? No, it's called Casino Royale. Okay, I'll watch that then. Yeah, Ultimatum was, was after Casino Royale. It was. I don't know when it was. Ultimatum was between Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. Was two thousand seven. Was it really cool? So Casino it's Royale. It's like, it's like great. I I love this approach we're we're taking with Bond. We're like, it's no more jokes. It's no more quips. It's no more gadgets. It's just serious, and we're and we're having fun. I never liked that. Serious. And I liked that approach because, like, it's like when you're in the 90s, you'd watch medieval films from the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. You're like, oh, this is garbage. It looks like sets. Everything's, everyone's wearing a goddamn costume. And then you'd watch, like, Braveheart, and you're like, yeah, this is what the medieval times look like. Now we're talking. No, see, here's the thing. You, you're, you're a big blind spot of Dalton. Dalton still it did. Is. Dalton was a fucking serial killer who was recruited, like, by the <laughs> British government to be a I functional assassin, basically. He was a dark so fucking cool. Bond. But he still would kill people. He would, like, throw a guy out of an air, fucking airplane uh, by, like, untying his boot because the guy was holding onto his boot. And, and you know, the girl <laughs> asking, what happened? And we go, he, I gave him the boot. And it's like, he's making jokes about the fact that he just killed people. There's a scene. There's a scene. Uh, yes, I'm stealing this from Mr. Sunday Movie. They meant that, uh, the, the, the one with the beard, Mason. Oh, my God. Stop this. listening to them. Uh, the Weekly Planet. The Weekly Planet. <laughs> No, he just references that, but I see it in a different light because there's a scene where uh, he didn't like this, but in, in, in Die Another Day, where uh, after Holly Berry st stabs Rosamund Pike in the heart, Bond comes d down like to that level of the airplane, sees Rosamund Pike with a fucking knife in her fucking ch chest, and uh, Holly Berry goes, I think I broke her heart. 
and it cuts back to Bond, and rather than him being like, ha, or whatever, he's just got this, like, dead look on his face. He's like, oh, God. And, and contrary to what James Mason thinks, I think that's hilarious because that's Bond realizing... No, wait, James... Nick Mason or James, right? They're two different people. Nick, Nick, Nick Mason was the one who said this. He's, okay. he's, like, he's like, he should be laughing or something like that. I'm like, no, that's great because he's realizing that that's what he's been doing for like decades is murdering people and then making a pun about it. And he's like, okay, oh, God, that's dark. Can I guess? What? Can I guess? Is Nick Mason like a, a, a hardcore Bond fan? James likes them more than Nick Mason does. Oh, really? Yes. I assume Nick Mason liked it more because Nick Mason seems to always like everything so much, and he like always seems to have his heart on the pulse. Nick Mason's the one who has definitely been implying the whole like, yeah, Bond's kind of problematic, kind of rapey. You know, we should probably do something about that Bond. Oh, which is what No Time to Die. Like Nick no Mason. Time to Die. That sounds the like the Nick movie. Mason I know. That's for sure. All right, that brings us in to No Time to Die, or not to die, or not today. Ooh. But before we we give our reviews, no Tim's to die. Before we give our reviews of this movie, no Tim. You have a aqua. Is that, what, what, you have a, a what a Adult Swim beverage you're drinking somehow? Yeah, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Carl's Jr. is branded for a bunch of like twenty year old cartoon shows. It's so weird. Yeah. Space Ghost. You got Carl's Jr. tonight, huh? Birdman. Did you get Carl's Jr. after uh, after you saw Bond? Yeah, I was right outside. Yummy. Good good parent. I drove right to the CJ, got myself a double Western bacon cheese and some uh, jalapeno cheese papa. CJ's. I never heard of that way. All right, well, before we give our reviews of No, no Time to Not to Die, we have a little email to read, or a long one. Oh, my God. This is taking forever. Jesus Christ, Felk. I know. I, we could skip this if you want. <laughs> No, no, no. I enjoy the. Uh, I like. I like to think of spoiler cast as a celebration of a saga or a franchise or a character or a trilogy, and I don't think of them as necessarily as having to be two hours of only conversation about. No, that no, it's one so, film. It's, it's fine. It's, I like to think of them as a two hours of celebration and setting up and building. And hey, you don't just show the shark right away in the fucking first act, Deep Blue Sea. Okay. You wait. Well, have you seen the first Dune? Because our next Bullercraft is going to be Dune. And that, Dude, I love Dune. We won't have we won't have as much to discuss. We won't have four Dune, movies Dune, to go Dune. over. Have you even seen Dune? Dune? would be great to do. And you know what we should do? We should do Many Saints of Newark, and we should do What If season one. Have you seen Many Saints of Newark? Don't do, we're not we're not doing Many Saints of Newark. <laughs> it's not. Okay, fine, it's not fine. good. It is fucking bad. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's really bad. Well, dude, sometimes talking about we can just talk about Sopranos. Yeah, actually, you know what? I love that we don't want to talk about shit we hate. We only want to talk about shit we love. We just want to promote love here. We'll get ready for this review, Bellers. <laughs> oh, wait. Have you read it? Don't read no, it. No, no, no. Get it? ready for... No, I mean my review of the movie. I have not read Oh, no oh, oh, okay. Oh, no. All right. Okay. Noli's email. It's important to say the subject. You like that. Wait, 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 wait. I got to find a good song for Noli's email. Are you ready? Okay. Venom? Are you ready? Nope. He's a big uh, you play notes. You could have played Billie Eilish's No Time to Die. Something relevant. Oh, no, I'm playing Big Chungus. I turn it down, though. All right. Noli's email, subject titled, Open While Taping. Meaning, don't read it before you... I this is going to distract me. I'm going to take my headphones off. Because it, it, it's not music. It's just the words Big Chungus over and over <laughs> again. It's not like, there's no, no, it's not. There's more to it. There's a little that. bit How of a beat, you? but it's not like Billy Iowa's hey, soft, it, sweet it, voice singing on, to me about No Time to Die. He's a Big Chungus. 
He's a big chunky boy, such a big bun, yes. We are so overjoyed to have a big chunky boy, a big and wonderful chungus such as he. Oh, such as he. Yeah, dude, when I complain about how long it takes to get to the movie, it's not us talking about the other Bond movies that make us yes, take us is. long. It's fucking shit like Big Chungus. Buns come in all shapes and all sizes. This Discussing the Bond movies is relevant. So Big Chungus is not surprises. relevant to this podcast. i never seen a giant quite like him. There's no one like him. We're an hour Nobody 36. Like Chungus. And we're, we're singing Big Chungus here. Are you, are you got it out of your system? All right. No, be respectful of Noli's email. Do, do you here. want me to find? Do you want me to put on Billie Eilish right now for Noli? If you want to, that certainly will be relevant. All right. Which more, one more, I, I mean, more relevant. What, what, it's not necessary, but it'd be more relevant. What was the Billie Eilish song I used for Noli? What? what was it? No time to die. No, 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 no. There was like a Billie Eilish song I used for Noli. What was it? Bad guy. Yeah, he's a, cause, yeah, because Noli's a bad guy. Here we go. Well, Talking Bodies is what you use. That's not Billie Eilish. That's Tavolo. Oh no, but bad guy worked too. All right. Okay, well, this isn't relevant to the the, the movie, but nope. <laughs> all right. Noli's email titled uh, "Open While Tape t- Open While Taping No Time to Die" review for spoiler cast. Noli writes to us, "Hey James Bond, I am so fucking into you that I want to fucking lick your pussy and make you come so much. I want you badly, and I'll ill know you want me." I want to fucking eat you and fuck you and suck your tits, lick your yes. ass. Yes. I'm so fucking into you. It's incredible. It's incredible. I want to fucking suck your pussy, suck my cock, <laughs> beat off in your face, hire a hooker. Let's go crazy. Do some coke. Let's get crazy. Let's get crazy. When you get this message, if you agree with this, just look at me and say, yes, you make me fucking crazy. No, no. And say, yes, fucking make you crazy. Fucking make you crazy. Make you fucking crazy. Wait, that, it's weird. It's, it switches it up. Pat O'Brien, <laughs> Patty O'Brien. All right, Noli, Noli continues. Of course, I didn't say any of that. No. No, Tim. No Tim's to die. Cool Boy Nation's very own super fan and former Access Hollywood host Pat O'Brien <laughs> did. See, Noli has the same problem. Like, you, <laughs> Just fucking tell us what you thought of the movie, Nolan. Insert Pat's make you fucking crazy here. No, we don't edit the show anymore because it's me and I don't, I'm not going to fucking do that. Couldn't agree with you less, Pat, or can I? Who fucking, hit enter for some reason, knows. I know one thing. I got a dick so big it reached the heavens. Ass like a 10-year-old boy and a pair of titties that make you want to stand up and beg for buttermilk. Mm-hmm. That's right, cool boy nation. Noli going trans. What? Dick Baywatch. Get them tits. Keep that dick coming so good, coming so quick. Well, (laughs) now that that happened, two that's in a row, I guess this is the part where I rate my boys for no time to dong. Yes. Or is it? Like it? Love it? Gotta have it. Can never be too sure. We've explained that very clearly. Yeah, no, wait, do it real quick, just so everyone knows. We use boys when we're reviewing something we've seen or witnessed or experienced. We use like it, love it, gotta have it for speculation. Like, like if we're rating Megan Fox's tits, we haven't actually seen them and neither of us have touched them. At least I haven't. Gotta have it. Gotta have it, well, definitely. Machine Gun Kelly knows. Um, fuck it. This is Noli writing. Fuck it. <laughs> Ooh, rubbing that dick. <laughs> Pinching yeah. those nipples. Again, nipples. Nipples! Nipple-heavy episode. See, you know, oh, I like to come on baby boy Ballard's big butt nipples. 
That's weird. <laughs> so gay for this shit. Fuck. He still has a. Oh, Wait, one. why did he just write fuck out of nowhere? He's a bad guy. Yeah, no. He's a bad guy. No time to dong. I guess I fall somewhere between like it slash love it and three or 3.5 boys out of five. Maybe just three. Way to give us a fucking score, Nolan. Thanks a lot. Well, yeah, what is it in the end? You have to pick. I guess it's three or 3.5. Maybe just three. Three. If you just remember, if you remember from the ever-evolving cool boy rating system, we haven't changed it at all. We now have to determine how many boys we would fuck to keep watching this movie. Something <laughs> about half, a half cadaver of a boy in a room with me doesn't sit well. Whoa! Which half is it? The top half or the bottom half? Do I prefer bashing butt with some Remy's? <laughs> or I'm going to stop reading your emails, Nolan. <laughs> No. Or a shimmy, shimmy, shimmy on my motherfucking Jimmy. At this point, I'm sure Felk is fully engorged, at which point I'd be inclined to lick his radical rod. Oh my God, at which point? point he fingers my ass. Because at this point, he loves it as much as Chaz Dean. I am Chaz Dean. I am Chaz Rumor has it. Chastain. Parenthetical, play Adele. No. Rumor has it. Back to James Bond. No time Ooh. to dawn. God damn it. All right. I liked he's finally reviewing the movie. I liked it. Didn't love it. Don't really Just gotta have it. Damn number. If he already did, but he gave us the three or three point five, but he doesn't understand oh, the right. system. Three. Doesn't like doesn't three. like he doesn't like a half boy thing. It's a, it's a half a boy. It's, it's scary. But you were comfortable just leaving one dead half no, on the ground and fucked it. I fuck. I don't fuck around. If I had to whip out my rad rod right now and put it in each movie's <laughs> b-hole, I would definitely first take a dip in the sky dong, the casino dong, or dong rail. Then it's kind of toss-up between no time to dong and spec dong. Obviously, dong of solace is getting sloppy fifths. Somehow, Whoa. we got the most quote-unquote Bond movie in the Daniel Craig era. Puns, girls, cars bad guys with the formities and evil layers while simultaneously getting the least Bond film ever. Fuck! Meanwhile, sometimes I have this... You throw another fuck in there. Meanwhile, sometimes I have this insatiable thirst. These desires. See, I got a huge cock, James. The fucking be so good. Like that intro. Fucking loved it. The movie starts off something like a thriller. Like something out of a thriller. Yep. <laughs> and, and no one's going to save you from the beast about to strike. <laughs> Never seen that before in a Bond movie. Then strap your ass nuts and buckle up for your standard big intro set piece, which is arguably the best one in the film. Vintage car gadgets and vintage boaters in my ass. Well, I'm out of time. No time to dong. You guys take it away and dive deep. I'm so tired already. Into Savin's wrinkled ass. Oh. You know what they say, I'll be back for the next one, is what Felk always likes to say, but maybe not. <laughs> yes, Whoa, alert, they fucking killed James Bond. Yeah, I'm not sure how they feel about it. Don't think I liked it. Are we getting another? Should we care? What's the best hang franchise on, hang on. going hang on. forward? Hang on, Noli would never, Noli would never have enjoyed them killing James Bond. Just, I know No fan Noli. of Bond should or would. Between yep. the two of you, who likes to eat butts more? <clears throat> I do. Who are your top bods? Oh. Why was this movie three hours? There Why was every action scene after the intro kind of just another gun shootout? Oh. Did Hans Zimmer even watch the movie he was scoring? I need answers. Cool Boy Nation needs answers. And that's the end of James Bond's review of Noli. 
Oh, that was Very great. Tired. Oh, my God. Well, Noli, I don't think we have answers, but we can maybe no. help uh, just kind of repeat things you said, um, but between Falcon Eyes, different vernacular. I think is the best way I could put what was probably going to happen for the rest of tonight. Because I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a good, you know, starting off point. We can just discuss this uh, this email. So, first thing I want to say, um, <laughs> I am so fucking into you. I agree. Uh, that I want to fuck, fucking lick your pussy and make you come so much. How do you feel about that, Felk? Uh, I think we're gonna we're taking this line by line, just so you know. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think no. we need to move on. Uh, <laughs> Nolan, uh, I I'm sorry, Nolan. I, I don't really value his his opinion on 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 movies oh, that I have a problem with for wokeness because a long oh. time ago. One Noli told me, I don't see anything political about The Last Jedi. I don't think there was a political statement at all. And it's like, how... how I said when, that too. You think so too? When the pink-haired gender studies professor was telling the man to just no, no. trust story? No, no, when that movie came out, when that movie came out, yeah. I definitely said that. I definitely was like, I don't think this is what we think it is. Now, having some time gone by, things change. Yeah, I, so, I, I think he still maintains that, like, no, it's totally fine that uh, that Luke Skywalker said, you know, the Jedi were stupid. I, don't think and, the movie's, <laughs> I think the problem in that movie isn't necessarily in, like, that messaging, but if that is messaging going on, when you know, that's very astute of you to pick up well, on it. Well, all right, fine. I since I fucking said it. I didn't. Since I said it. But I do think the movie doesn't has other things about it that I lack and I think it lacks in value and it's not necessarily in that messaging I think it's more in structure narrative of a of a second act and in, in three acts and we've talked about that a lot yeah, and yeah, honestly yeah. I highly recommend right. listen to our last Jedi conversation uh, our podcast spoiler cast it's a really good conversation about Star Wars and I think it might be officially the first Star Wars uh, podcast episode we ever did right. and so it's us opening up I think for the first time about Star Wars I brought it up to 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 make a point mm. that basically we had 2016's Ghostbusters. Uh oh. We had 29 wait 2017's The Last Jedi. Uh oh. And now we have no time to die. How many times are they going to kill our heroes in front of us and tell them that they were always bad and that they were always wrong and we were wrong for liking them? Wait, when did they do that? When they kill James Bond at the end of the movie after making him a simp for a woman, because the the, the Wait, character whose whole thing is being kill... a bachelor and never loving one girl and just getting over women and moving on to the next one, now fucking loves one girl and 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 when he finds out he can't be with her and and his daughter, he just lets himself die. Wait, wait, but the Ghostbusters, like died in the Ghostbusters? They were erased the from continuity and, and and made to be cameos in their own movie. It's it's a reboot. It's just a reboot. It's a re no, it's a remake. It's not a reboot. It's an actual hard oh, it's remake. Re okay, it's a remake. It's a remake. Uh The Last Jedi was telling us that the Jedi were always stupid. Luke Skywalker now thinks that the Force is bad, that the Jedi were just as bad as the Sith, and that the only way to really be good anymore is just pull yourself out of the equation. And when he finally realizes he was wrong and tries to do something, he does it in the super COVID friendly way of staying in his comfy jammies on his island and Skyping in his conflict resolution. Uh, he's an old man. He's, he's like an old man. <laughs> he's fucking Luke Skywalker. He's supposed to save the day, but he can't because he was always kind of 
dumb and pointless and and the time for white men i'm sorry i mean the jedi to end uh and just listen to your fucking pink-haired women who tell you what to do and don't question them never question their authority and now this movie makes uh james bond into because they have pink hair all right there's a you know the guy (laughs) who wrote like apocalypse now and uh, red dawn you know, his What's daughter's that? kind of a uh, somewhat famous conservative. She, she did like an article or an interview with Breitbart where she talked all about this movie. I'm like, holy shit. She nailed it. Uh, so I'm kind of pulling a lot of her opinions. Wait, wait, wait. A, uh, uh, name Redacted from Name Redacted? Name Redacted from Name Redacted. This? Did like a whole interview about this. And uh, I, it took me a while to start hating this movie because I walked out of this. I saw this movie, of course, with Corey. As, as tradition dictates and uh i love that by you we're friends and we're we're, bo- we're both sexy, bond fans though it's not it's a, sexy. i don't know if sexy is the right word but sure i'll take it um, oh no are you kidding me commitment loyal loyalty that's sexy yeah my point is we saw the movie together walking out of it he fucking hated it and i was like so hard ah, I, 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 for me like I, I started out liking it but the way they ended it now i'm like I don't know if this is better or worse than Spectre. It's it's like right, that's that's where it would, would would be ranked. And, and he's like, this is way worse than Spectre. Spectre didn't disrespect Bond. He didn't have a black woman telling him how fucking awful he was for an hour. Just for, we can have one scene where she goes, "I guess you're okay, and you could be 007 for a second, but then you're just gonna, because you're gonna fucking die, white man, too white, too cis, too straight. Time for you to fucking get out of this world." So the point where like <laughs> I did not watch this movie at all, thinking it is the of end this. of this movie. All right. Yeah. Bond. He. All right. So the the the, the, the climax. This is the problem of the movie. Is is is, is ultimately the the what everything that transpires before it would have been in a different context had it had a different ending. It has the ending that it has for a very specific reason. Bond goes back to. The, the, the island because the blast doors have opened and there's missiles coming to it he has to open the blast doors otherwise the missiles won't do shit so he right. might not have enough time to do that he's going you're back to the, and right into the end of the movie you haven't seen your the, boys cause yet because the, the end of the movie is the reason why I'm giving it the boys I'm giving it okay the, the, he goes back to to the island for, for the, that last final action sequence. Well, he doesn't go back. He stays on the he island. He stays on the mean. island. He goes back to the main control room because mm-hmm. he, and he and he knows he might not be able to get out so yes. that's enough. That's Bond going to save the day. And then he gets trapped and he says goodbye to, to the wife. That would have been a fine enough ending. But then they also have to pull back the nanobots thing because it's set up earlier that, you know, if you, once you get nanobots in you that are targeted to kill somebody, they'll kill that person. And they're always on you. So you can never see that person again. So they have him find out that he's now been like poisoned essentially and can never see Leah Sadu or his daughter again. So even though they kind of set up that maybe he wouldn't have enough time to get away, fuck it, not even gonna try. That plot point irrelevant, he's just gonna give up. It's his time to go away, it's his time to die. He's really not relevant anymore. The only reason Bond would ever have to live anymore is for the one fucking woman he loves and his daughter. If he got away, he would never have to see them again. He would have to never be able to see them again. Now, that would also be a definitive ending. So there would be a definitive ending where he sacrifices himself or where he gets away but can't ever see her, her, her again. Instead, they say both. He just fucking gives up, doesn't even try to get away. We don't really know whether or not he had enough time to get away. It doesn't matter. He has no reason to live anymore. His, po- his, his place in the world is to go away. There's a 
strong female black woman who's taking this place and she's much better in every way. You don't need a white man to do that job ever again, ever again. So he just gives up on the world and disappears like all cis hat straight white <laughs> men are supposed to do. He goes away. Just like Luke Skywalker went away. Just like the Ghostbusters never even fucking happened. It's women now. They, 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 they killed James Bond too in front of us and made him into a little bitch for a girl. Even though the whole thing is that Bond doesn't get, just fucks and moves on to the next girl and doesn't care about women. No. And also he's got an heir and it's a girl too. There's like, there's a daughter thing. I mean, I, I can't shit on the, the idea of him having a daughter. Cause honestly, the amount he fucks, I mean, surely he would impregnate a woman eventually. But, and have kids. Yeah, and he sends her child support and, and visits the girl on weekends. He doesn't fall in love with a woman, at, at least not in any capacity where if he finds out he can't see that woman again, he says, oh, I'll just fucking die. That's James Bond now. I just give up. I'm going to cry and give a phone call and die. They so here's kind of how I saw the film. I, I want you to give your boys, and I'm going to be very brief with what I'm going to say. So here's kind of how I saw the, the film. Coming off of Spectre, we didn't really talk about this in Spectre. Spectre kind of ends like on her majesty's secret service ends right but on her majesty's secret service you have the epilogue that shows that actually the wife is gunned down yeah. in a drive-by right yes and and what i kind of thought of going into no time to die and i have a question to ask you after you give your boys i do want to ask you a question a really important question but um going into no time to die i always kind of thought of it as a a what if you know uh on Her Majesty's Secret Service, the wife wasn't gunned down or the girlfriend wasn't gunned down, right? Like, it, Bond went on to have a family or something or or a life outside of it being a double O agent. And I always kind of went into No, no Time to Die, uh, even with the marketing, assuming that's kind of what the story was. Um, so that's just kind of how I saw it uh, uh, going into it. I, I, I definitely... I'm crazily shocked... By your opinion, not because I don't think it actually doesn't make any sense, because I think it does make sense, actually. I can understand your opinion. Um, but, like, I never once registered any of that while watching the film. I was all like, oh, my God, gunshots. I love gunshots. Well, so like, let's, let's face facts here. I, I'm not married and I don't have any kids. I'm kind of doing the bachelor for life thing for at least as long as I can hold out on it. So the, the idea of... You're of, doing the career professional for life. Yeah. As a family man you could probably be okay with the idea of like, oh, Bond get, get, gets married and has a kid. He settles, settles down. But the, the, that's not offensive. I, I do think it's wrong for Bond. The offensive part is that they fucking sacrifice him and kill him at the end regardless. It doesn't matter whether or not you, you change and evolve in the world. No, you just need to go the fuck away, white men, is what this movie's saying. James Bond, white cis men. So I, I, I took it very much that way. And, and the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, the Phoebe Waller Bridge rewrites. Danny Boyle walking away because he didn't. He fundamentally thought that they were ending it in the wrong oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do you think Danny Boyle's thing was? I, 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 he, he was not okay with them killing Bond. You think that's what it was? Yeah, I mean, I really because I mean, I, everything else was was you know the rewrites, all the Natasha Lynch dialogue that was Phoebe Waller Bridge adding that in after Carrie jo Joji Fukudanga. Wait, Natasha or Lashana? Whatever it is, I think it's Lashana. Uh, she was great. I thought she was actually really great in it. Um, I think she's a wonderful actress. You didn't find her annoying and insulting to Bond the entire movie for no reason? No. Why did no, she hate James Bond? Because he's white. Was, no, no. I didn't, I didn't read it that way. I just read it as like she's the, she's the new person, right? And, and, and Bond's the old person of the same role, and she's challenged – 
by him because he has all of this esteem and background and people know him in this clout and people recognize him like that and she's recognizable too within the company because she's also developed her own clout and her own like you know uh background within the company and people like hold her to an esteem clearly too and but he has this history that she couldn't she just can't get because of just timing right because just literal passage of time so um i think she's challenged by that honestly as a character right. and i think that's why she's uh she has her guard up the whole time but i think by and, the and, end, and why doesn't holdo tell poe dammer in her plan oh dude that's different i, I mean i, I, I see they, them as the same problem but yeah. oh I, I i i can see what you're seeing them as but i can't equate Last Jedi to my review. You have an interesting take. I will no say that I didn't. I didn't occur to me that the idea is that she was just putting up a front because she was actually jealous and or and that's insecure why she eventually gives him. in at the end. And she's like, I get that this is a completely selfless mission for you right now, Bond. And why don't he should become a double? Yeah, exactly. Again. That's so, the only thing that white men can do to be redeemed is to go away to, to sacrifice themselves and die. Or I think just a selfless mission doesn't mean you have to sacrifice yourself. Well, or, Honestly, get, or get canceled or no longer be the showrunner or just leave. <laughs> Here's what I think. I think I think the ending. Just just I want you to get your boys, but like uh, uh, I think the ending, One the death of Bond, and, and we can get into this much more in depth more, please. But like I think the ending with Bond, and I'm not going to talk about this from a perspective like you did. I'm just going to say, uh, uh, timing wise and tonally wise, and the way it actually was presented in the film, it felt a, it it wasn't rushed, but then it was. It felt weird. Like it felt like. When he was determining that he was going to die, it was going to happen. I'm sure it all happened within nine minutes, like from the moment they were like, you have nine minutes. I'm sure it's nine minutes. Mm. But um, I would love to go back and time it. But um, I have a feeling that like when that, that last little bit happens, it feels like time's speeding up too much. And maybe that's the way time really is when real tragedies are happening and you're about to lose someone you love. And you, things are speeding up too quick. Because like, he, he, like Madeline even tells him like with seconds to go, like essentially that's his real daughter. And he goes, essentially the last two words he says is like, he, he knew, he knew, right? Something to that effect. Yeah. Um, and so to me, that felt a little bit weird and rushed, but I can understand maybe the perspective of why they were trying to make it feel that way. I, I would have been like, okay if, with it had they just made it clear he was sacrificing himself to save the world. Right, okay. Doing yes, the exactly. whole thing where he, like, sure. he, he has no reason to try to escape. So he just sits there but they don't really make it clear if he had the had time to escape which was really weird i think at the end he didn't i think after after i think after he was shot in the side it's like when bill the butcher says then why do the nanobot like, thing i think that was just a whole bunch of like just make sure the audience understands he has like all these different he's he not only is he bleeding to death but he i mean he can't even touch his daughter again and his wife ever again without killing them and then on top of that there's just no time left because there's no time to die and i and here's the thing i i felt like here's where i felt like so I really did feel like in this moment when when Lashana Lynch was on the boat with um uh with uh Madeline and Matilda and they're going off and James is like I'm gonna stay and take care of business. I honestly thought for a better a better story to me in that moment would have been to actually have James go with his family and have him and be more like this. James go, I'm going to stay here and then have Nomi, Lashana Lynch's 007, Nomi go, James, you get on the boat with your family. You go live your life now with your daughter now that you have your daughter. You've never even known this. 
I'm going to do this. And and I honestly thought Lashana Lynch was going to go end up not. I want to say Lashana Lynch because it was writers. I, I thought the character of Nomi was then going to go be this badass and fucking just crush it and just be like, girls get it done and have this amazing ending and then like maybe die, maybe survive. But I just, I honestly thought that we're going to go. No. That I was like, I was getting so amped. And then when it was James, honestly going back, I was like. Oh no, they're just—they really are going to kill him. So here's Felk. Before you give your boys, I might as well ask you my important question. I, I, I love the nanobot thing. Recontextualized the ending to a point where it was—it like, wasn't just like he was sacrificing himself. It was that like he was recognizing he—he he didn't have a place in this world. And it's time, time, time to go away. So Felk, which is basically where in? where uh, uh, Luke Skywalker is at throughout most of. All oh, right, 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 right. You're right. You're right. Fine. Did you go into this film expecting Bond to die? No. See, I did though. Hmm. I had this feeling when I when the movie is called No Time to Die. It's like the last of, of Daniel Craig's franchise. I fully inspected, ex, inspected. I fully expected Bond to be dead at the end of the. I mean, movie. I, I, I guess I guess I wouldn't say I, I wasn't expecting it because I mean, yeah, you're right. I, the writing was kind of on the wall there with the name and everything. I would, I didn't expect them to. I expected him, maybe him to sacrifice himself in a heroic way. I didn't expect for him to be. So, like subjugated and made fun so of for sacrificial. the whole movie. No, no, it wasn't. Sa- he didn't sacrifice himself. He 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 was told it's your time to to go away. Basically, I, I I took it as a different meaning, where it is symbolic of like you need to let the old ways die, uh, and, and accept the fact that 007 is a strong black woman now, and 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 Elliot Page will probably play him in the next movie. Great. That's well, an actual he, campaign, by the way. Elliot should play Bond, honestly. Um, I think Elliot can do a great British accent, and we don't need a British character to play a British person. That's not necessary. Or a penis. N- nope. Um, here's here's something I, I, I'm curious about. Um, so, Felk, what if, though, Bond did survive? Because if there's anything The Rock has taught me... I thought that that would be a, an ending, whereas you, you find out he, he actually lives. is alive at the end of the movie. Stanley Goodspeed <clears throat> lived literally the exploding off of the rock, off of Alcatraz. If Stanley Goodspeed can survive that, Bond can survive being blown off of fucking whatever his name's islands. I thought what that that name? okay, Saffron. When, when he when he stays on the island and goes back to the control Saffron. room, it, 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 yeah, you at that point you kind of realize he was going to die. I certainly did. The, the nanobot thing is where I was like, oh, they're making a point about this. Uh, but how do you just sacrifice himself? Like, I probably could have taken it. But I, I did fully expect at that point, yes, that the ending was going to be he sacrifices himself and, and dies on the island. And then you get a fucking little secret ending last shot of him with Leah Sadu and the little girl on a beach or something somewhere. And he actually did survive and he's happy, which or, is exactly how The Dark Knight Rises ends, ends of course. Or, or kind of like Inception. But here's what could be really good. Right, you have the little girl, right, Matilda. She's playing on the beach, and mommy's sitting there next to her, and they're playing in the sand. The ocean's in the background; waves are splashing. And then a man—you never see his face. A man walks up into the shot. You only see his like, you know, trousers and down. And then he sits down with his back to the camera, and you only see the back of his head slightly with the neck. Right, you can kind of see his blonde hair. But oh, and it pans really around. Sure. It's fucking Pierce Brosnan. No, no, and then it just cuts. Oh, and then and then throughout the credits, you just hear child child laughter. And beach sounds. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it pans around and it's it's like a different. It's like Pierce Brosnan, and then it, cut, then it cuts to then it cuts to Cat Dennings, and he goes, "They recast Bond <laughs> or something like that." Um, Maybe this is no. the Bond division. Uh, no, I think that would have been cool because then you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah ambiguous." Ending. Was that James? A lot of people think Rises would have been. Else? A lot of people think Rises would have been better if it just showed. Uh, 
Alfred smiling and not cut. I agree to that. To, I actually agree with yeah, that. I agree with it too, but the catch is, is that people are fucking stupid. You know how many dumb people yes. eating their fucking popcorn would be like, why is he smiling? <laughs> why is he smiling? What an asshole. What the fuck is His going friend's on? Is dead. Dead. <laughs> Two out of five boys. <laughs> people walking out of the theater. Just people pissed. are dumb. They wouldn't have gotten that big. One out of five. Two out of five boys. Um, okay, well, I mean, get your boys then. No time to boy. No time to boy. One and a half. What? I said one and a half. <clears throat> this is what? this is worse than Spectre or better than Quantum. Wow. Kind of but, okay. My my ranking is how much better than better than Quantum though. Uh, I didn't walk. Uh, here's what. Here's um. After I said that to Corey, like I don't know if this is better than Spectre, and I was like, Spectre's way better, and I I, I watched some of Spectre. Not all, but uh, and it was like, yeah, Spectre's much better and much less disrespectful to Bond, and it does have doesn't have the woke messaging. Um, but I did. He was like, like, well, was it better than Quantum? And then Corey like thought for a second. I'm like, well, we fucking walked out of Quantum. We didn't walk out of this. Uh, this is a watchable movie. Action sequences are all fine. They're not good or great, but they're all like serviceable. You can tell what the fuck's happening in every scene. It's not weird the way. Uh, uh, Quantum of Solace is where like you like why the you know like there's no during the the final scene where he's going up the stairs and stuff if they had kept cutting away to a fucking horse and bull racing mm-hmm. or something you mean you mean having great editing and cinematography <laughs> yeah and pizza delivery um, <laughs> and pizza delivery baby the, yeah no it's it, it's Quantum of Solace isn't a watchable movie so yes it's better than Quantum of Solace but Quantum of Solace doesn't have any woke messaging because we hadn't invented it yet because Obama was was it wasn't in his second term yet. Uh, I think he was president when Colin came out, but he wasn't. Uh, was he? No, it would have uh, been before November. Quantum of Solace. Let me look that up. It, that would have been November two thousand and eight. So it would have been right around, right before or after. But it doesn't matter. The, the insanity didn't start until his second term. And then everything Quantum changed. Quantum was 2008. It was 2008, but the actual release date was uh, October 29th, 2008. Okay, so at that point, McCain still could have been president. But my point is, is that the Obama administration changed everything in the second uh, the second term is when wokeness started creeping up and then hitting really, really hard in 2015 and 2016. And then it became a full-on culture war, which allowed Trump to become president. Um, but the 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 wokeness really never wo- worked its way into a, the Bond movies. Then, like Spectre's not doesn't really have much of anything um, in terms of of woke shifts. It, it, it's not until this movie, and now it like it infected it like a cancer, and they fucking brought Phoebe Muller Bridge on to uh, do a rewrite to make sure that the movie's treatment of women was acceptable in the eyes of a feminist which is something you should never fucking do for a James Bond movie and she's doing the same thing for the new Indiana Jones movie for some reason oh dude it's gonna be a good movie then yeah it's, it's gonna be a really good movie then women will be totally acceptable I liked Ana de Armas she's pretty she was very short lived she's great to look at she's in the movie for six minutes and then it's back to staring at Lashana Lynch is she in Captain Marvel too by the way yes yeah there you go yeah so she's, she's great in that just too. Fucking great casting, you know, Maria Mark, Mark of quality right there, man. No, she's great. I mean, no, look, look no one is a problem in Quantum of Solace. I'm sorry, no one is a problem in Captain Marvel except for Brie Larson. Brie Larson's no, I, a problem. I mean, with Captain Marvel. Brie Larson nailed the uh, character, though. 
Yeah, exactly. Being being a, 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 a an unlikable dick. cunt. <laughs> mm-hmm. A C. Yeah. I'll call you C. Hey, Brie Larson. Now I know what the Captain Marvel stand C and Captain Marvel stands for. Uh oh. Careless. Captain. Oh, careless. Yeah. Um. Hey. So for no time to die. Yeah. You. So the beginning, right? Very long opening. Yeah, I, right? I thought that was an interesting thing to to not have Bond in your Bond opening, but then also just it's like a twenty five minute fucking pre credit sequence. It is. It's very long, and it, and it kept going. I kept going. When are they? When are they? When are they? Going I'm here to for the, Billy. Uh... When's my Billy? I know. I haven't heard Billy yet because I hadn't heard it. I'm like, so I'm so tempted. I'm like, what's going on? Um, I gotta tell you though, when they're in the villa. After the awesome flashback uh, to Madeline's uh, parents being or mom being murdered, um, it would have been fine. Except like Leah seduced Madeline Swann was such a nothing character in the previous movie, and and and, uh, and the Blofeld was such a nothing character. It's like this movie acts like we care about these characters, and I'm like, I don't fucking right. remember Madeline Swann. I barely remember Blofeld. She's only in half the movie. Yeah, you know. Not like Bond. It's her as a little girl, and, and her mom just likes to do drugs and smoke cigarettes because she's Dude, married to Mr. White. and it mirrors White. the end of the movie, right? What? But it mirrors the end of the movie, except, you know, Leah's Madeline is doing it right this time. Yeah. She's not doing the drugs. Yeah. She just raised the daughter. Um, Mr. White really I, had a fu- was a fucked up, like, the husband and dad, I guess. Oh, dude, Mr. White, yeah, but he had all those secret rooms. I love that even James Bond in this film's like, what was up with your dad in secret rooms? Because there's, like, three rooms within between Spectre... And, yeah, and he has the one in his house. He has the one in that hotel, and then he has this one. And then there's the the one that he, uh, J- James finds him in wherever. Uh, yeah, that's the one in his house. Where he's like, yeah, you're like, a yeah. kite floating in the wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna shoot myself. That's such a yeah. That's such a good line. That's a good scene. Um, but they're the villa, right? You flash forward, right? They're this Italian villa playing in the water. They they go walk around everything you know everything's burning what's going on they're burning secrets and I'm just thinking about you know these people here in this Italian villa they need to learn about fire safety no it's just dangerous not be just lighting this shit and letting it go it's not okay right now I felt like it was not it was not really well thought out or something that you should be telling. 13-year-olds to be doing across the world right now with so many dry climates. No, I know. And droughts. You know a thing or two about that in, in Northern California. Like, Everyone's all you like, can't, yeah, you can't, light, you can't light a piece of paper in like a bathroom like surrounded no, you, by a sprinkler in Northern California without a forest somehow just catching on fire. It's so sure. flammable there. I guess Italy's not very flammable. I don't know. Take LA has been oh, having no. fireworks like constantly. And I'm like, where the Italy's fuck flammable. do people get fireworks from? Oh, dude, you can get fireworks anywhere, man. I, I saw them in the back of a truck being sold at the parking lot of Home Depot once. So after the open, right, we kind of already talked about the Billie Eilish uh, sequence uh, at, up front of the episode. Yeah. Well, the titles uh, we get... were forgettable. There was, very, there was, like, no nude women in it. Yeah, they were kind of classic, and and at the same time, it felt a little too Casino Royale, I guess. Yeah. Um, but after that, we get the uh, high sequence on the, uh, on the Her- Heracles virus, right, in London or whatever the fuck it was. Coolest thing about that? Magnet dropping? Yeah. What? That's when I was like, oh, they're doing gadgets for this one, finally. Dude, that's got to be a real thing. Probably. That's got to be a real thing. We can do that is the first thing I thought was, we can do that? People can fucking do that shit? I mean, maybe. There's an invisible car and died the other day, so. Dude, not only the magnet drops, we can do that. Later in the film... The transmedium vehicle that bonds and uh, and Nomi fucking fly from the sky into the water. I'm like, real. that's UAPs. 
That's UAPs right there. Yeah. So it's the British we government can do that too. I guess. I mean, I'm sure there's planes that can go underwater too. Why not? So I, well, the whole the whole thing about about what happened in 2020 about the transmedium vehicles and UAPs was that we don't have planes that can do that. But in this film, I get I get it CGI. Don't tell me it's not, it's like Valor it's CGI. Don't think that was real. I get that. But it's probably based on some form of actual engineering that's being worked on right now. I mean, the key was to make was to have it pilot piloted by a black woman who's never flown it before. Okay, yeah. That way, I'm like thinking I'm thinking UAPs, transmedia vehicles, and you're like black women driving. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. You're you're thinking. I don't think that. I didn't think that was possible. And I'm thinking, of course it's possible. Black women can achieve anything if they put their mind to it and don't prepare. Yeah, uh, that's good. Well. Um, I thought the magnet drops and the UAP moment. I was like, I'm shocked. If we, I, I think, I bet you our our fucking militaries can do the that. The tech in this movie doesn't even fucking make sense. The watch has the ability to just explode anything electric. How does that mm -hmm. work? But Bond, it's just he blows up the guy with the bionic eye. No, okay, he he puts his wrist, his watch, near this close. Bond's head's here. The villain's head's here. His eye is here. Bond's watch, which explodes any electrics, is here. He activates right. the watch. The guy's eye explodes. Yeah. Bond talks in his earpiece three inches away to Q. Hey, your watch worked. My earpiece is fine. I'm like, why is the earpiece working? Far enough away. No, the answer is strong black woman. I don't, even though she's not present in that <laughs> oh scene, God. but it still that's the correct answer somehow. <laughs> well, well, Lashana oh, Lynch no. is great. The answer is Q made it so that it would only work on the bad guys because Q oh. is gay. gay. <laughs> right. So Q is gay? That was a question I, I had watching this. I'm like, oh, Q's gay, I guess. Yeah. Right? Because he, he's, he's, he's eating a dinner ready for a friend of, of his that's coming over that's a boy. Added right? into our doc. <laughs> now it's official subject. Oh, no. Gay? <laughs> now, is Ben Winshaw gay? I don't know. He might be. I don't think so. He's friends with Daniel Craig. That's why he got the role, because he's a player you... pick. No way. That's not real. I'll thank you for formatting us. <laughs> Felk, will you please look up if Ben Winshaw is openly gay? He's also Paddington. He's great as Paddington. He's fucking fantastic. I love him as Q, and I love the way that he feels like... You know what? We've always talked about this in a lot of our Zack Snyder spoiler casts and uh, Batman v Superman conversations and spoiler casts. We talk about how Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor doesn't feel right as this you know, version of, of Lex Luthor. He's doing a version of Mark Zuckerberg meets Max Landis. It's something that you've always talked ben about. Ben Wishaw right? is gay and, and married to Australian composer Mark Bradshaw in August 2012. Awesome. That is awesome. That's great. Well, I'm glad that no, they, I guess they, that's above, okay. That's fantastic. So they use the actor's actual sexual orientation to, you know, to kind of, you know, format the character uh, of Q, you know. Yeah, because I guess if he was straight and like played a gay character, that'd be, be. That, that, that's not okay anymore. Which is why it wasn't okay for Scarlett Johansson to play a trans person. Right, yes. And even though... Elliot Page can play anything he anything. wants, though. He can be a woman, he can be a cis woman, he can be a straight man, he can play a gay woman, play whatever. Elliot don't, has all the power. Don't be a hater because Elliot has Elliot's gonna be a jail free card. Yeah. Elliot can do anything. Yeah. Murder. Elliot is free. She, she, she can murder someone, just like uh, Caitlyn Jenner. She? Caitlyn Jenner killed someone with her car. And apparently it came she, out this what week that uh even though Daisy Ridley's not gay, she apparently killed someone with her car when she was sixteen. 
I'm sure she doesn't mean, for, you know, like that to do it, and she's sorry. No, I think that may have also I, been debunked. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think they're all like terribly sorry and heartbroken for the families. They're sorry. You're sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're sorry. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Hey. Well, it's like Dana Scully always says, "Apology is policy, baby." Yeah. Yes. Policy for James. You know? This is basically we're like this is James Bond. We're sorry. We're sorry we ever made a James Bond. I'm sorry, Bond. Sorry, he's, he's dead now. <laughs> yeah, Bond can't sure. hurt you anymore. He can't rape. He can't. He can't rape he anymore. Dead now. He's dead now. Don't worry about him. And when he comes back, it'll be Elliot Page. Forget about Idris Elba. We're a long way Dude, from hoping. Just that so, Elba so it's clear, it'll never not be a British person. Uh, I, I don't. All Elliot has to do is say, "I identify <laughs> as a British person now." Oh yeah, and then, but then, but it'll, it'll, it'll be a British person. Yeah. You'll be fine with it. Or Elliot's got to say is that you saying that I'm not British right now is actually offensive, and it's it's nas- it's nationist. I thought Tom Hardy would have been kind of woke because he's bi, Idris Elba because he's black. We're a long way from getting away with that. No, it's got to be Elliot. There's the only that's the only way to move forward now. I think I think Tom Hardy qualifies as black if you uh, watch some of his Black Raw videos. If you know what I mean. Uh, I've not seen him in Black Raw. Tom Hardy <laughs> has a huge. BBC, I mean that's that's baby. what I would do if I to move forward I would have it be Tom if Hardy. If you were and Tom I would have Hardy, you would just do porn. No, I, probably he might have a big dick. I haven't seen it. <laughs> he practically has or his early career. He's doing porn in like a lot of independent films. I don't Bronson. He's naked it's not, like eighty percent of the movie. Yeah, he has a good sized dick. If you if you t- cast Tom Hardy, no, wait, no, no, no. Tom Hardy's dick's tiny. If you had, ca- cast it in the set in the sixties, brought it back tiny. to like the Cold War. Had Tom Hardy be Bond, that would be awesome. That'd be the best best way to go. You want to set it modern day? Have Idris Elba. By the way, Idris Elba forty nine. We established. I looked it up. Roger Moore was forty six in Live and Let Die and played Bond for seven movies until he was fifty nine. We could easily get three movies out of forty nine year old Idris Elba, and we could definitely forty four year old Tom Hardy. We could get seven movies out of him, no problem. So both of those guys are, to- are not too old, totally still viable, but they're wrong. Shouldn't be a cis man. It should be I don't know Elliot. the right. It should be Elliot Page. It should be maybe. I think Elliot. Um, He's the best. Well, let's talk about some of the the characters in in this movie. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you, Phil. Yeah, Bill Tanner on here. <laughs> He's in all How, five uh, movies. <laughs> no one's ever like dude, talked about him or noticed. No, no, no. He's not in Casino Royale. Oh, really? Yes, he's the he's not in that one. But yeah, he is. He's the guy who says Bond's been poisoned, isn't he? No, that is a different, different person. Guy. He's just he's not, same guy he basically. shows up for the first time in Quantum. Okay. The chief of staff of MI6, Bill Tanner, actually a novel character. Hmm. Um, and uh, he's played by Rory. What's his fucking name? I had it written down here somewhere. Kenner. Rory Kinnear. Is that right? Rory. Yes, Rory Kinnear. He's uh, in years and years. He's in lots of Black Mirror episodes. He's uh, plays the prime minister, and I think in the first Black Mirror episode of season one, it's really good. He's great in years and years. Yeah. Um, great actor. You don't see many uh, Rorys anymore. It's a rare name. More importantly, it's though, Celtic for Red King. Rami, 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 Rami. Fucking, Everyone's talking I about Rami. I thought he Rami. was terrible in this. So Rami Malek played uh, a character named Lucifer Safin or some shit. Yeah. And he went to go murder Madeline Shaw's mommy while she was laying on a couch. He went to kill Mr. TV. White, but he wasn't there, so he just killed. Well, the he mommy. then he ended up killing the mommy while she's watching TV and eating her bonbons and smoking her cigarettes. Doing Vicodin apparently. <laughs> And here's the thing. I want to point this out, Felk, okay? So baby Madeline, let's assume Madeline Swan is actually the age of Leah Sadu. 
36 years old. Uh, Rami Malik, let's assume his character of uh, yeah. Safin. The ages is didn't make sense to me there. The same age as, uh, as Rami Malik, 40 years old. So four, so 40 years old, 36 years old. So four-year-old Rami Malik was in that scene in the opener, murdering the mommy. Yeah, that didn't make sense to me at all. And I was like, they should have put makeup on him or cast they someone did, older. They the makeup was really they didn't bad think, in those old It's like they makeup. didn't think, well, no, it, 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 he's supposed to be scarred up, but he's scarred up when you see him the first time too. So but he, he's got a little bit of gray in the hair. They, they, that that one that the ages there didn't make sense. I was like, this. No, it didn't. He, he did. Why would they cast Rami Malek, who's only four years older than the other character, to play a character that was like twenty or thirty years like to, older than the character? Like, it didn't make sense. The villain of this movie should have been an older person. Everybody liked the Queen movie. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, hot right now. He won Bohemian an Oscar. Rhapsody. I own it. I own it. I never watched it, but I own no, it. I, I, I have no interest it. in seeing it. Oh, dude, you got to own some things. So when the Gestapo stops by, you're like, see, I have it. I am friend. I am ally. I am ally. I am ally. And then, and then they move on to the next yeah, house. You, you, say, you then, say in Czech, don't shoot. I'm Czech. I'm not German. And they shoot yeah. you anyways. No, no. And then the next house, you hear a knock at the door. And they say, where is copy Bohemian Rhapsody in Mulan? And you go, and you hear, oh, I don't have it right now. Use your gunfire. Whole family slaughtered. Move on to the next house. I have it right here. I have them both right here. You just have to have some certain movies. I'll be in I my secret my, Mr. White room, man. <laughs> I have they my Admiral, Admiral Holdo dolls ready to go when I need to. I have one for every member of the family, so it's our identification card. Okay, like you got to have these things. I got my Gina Carano stashed away where they can't find it anywhere because if you if they find out you have a Gina Carano in the attic, yeah, they'll true. kill you too. You don't ever tell them my Gina Carano in the attic right what's now is writing a diary. What's, what's her character's name? And Frank. No, G Gina Carano's character. <laughs> that would have been bold. Uh, I don't remember Gina her name. Carano is Anne Frank. Take this Nazi. She guns down the Nazis. It's like a haywire. But they're killing Nazis. Anne Frank wins the war. All right. That's enough fooling around, Felg. You're kind of being a little insensitive here with your Nazi humor. So I think your point was well taken, Felk. Thank you very much. Rami Malik. Uh, we don't have any idea how old he's supposed to be in this movie. No. Or sexual Moving orientation. On. It's fine. You just go with it. You know, I want to talk about a little Easter egg first. Rami Malek's character... Let's, let's say this real fast. Rami Malek's character, Eduardo Saverin, or whatever the fuck his name is, Lucifer Safin. Eduardo Lucifer. Saverin's the Facebook guy. Um, is uh, His whole thing is, he's trying to get revenge on Spectre because Mr. White, who was part of Spectre, who's part of Quantum too, but Quantum was just a division of Spectre, I guess, uh, had his whole family poisoned, killing his whole family and scarring him. Okay, that makes sense. He's he hates Spectre. He hates Mister White. He's going on revenge. Oh, also, he's going to use his nanotechnology to kill Destroy the world. to kill half like half the world or or, or yeah. most of the world. Why not? And it's like okay, so we should have a scene where he explains that, and it's this no. part where he talks to Bond. No, he, he talks when he's holding the girl and he's by that pool, and he's like. You see, there's people, and this, he talks gibberish for like two minutes, and it's like, look. Thanos was really fucking clear. Like, hey, look, I had a plant. We didn't have enough food. And we had people. And if we had only half the people, we would have survived. And that's why I want to do that to the world. And everybody was like, I get Thanos' plan. I get yeah. his logic. Why did mm -hmm. fucking Lucifer Safin want to fucking kill a lot of people? Who fucking knows? No, we don't know. Why did his scientist just be cool with it? 
nobody fucking knows but all we do know is that this guy like we don't know anything about his motivations or why he was doing it but when he's paired up with a black woman we gotta make sure he says something racist so he's like hey bitch just you know for no reason I'm gonna fucking horribly antagonize you and say you know my my, my nanobots things I could kill your whole race and she goes oh now I get to kill you so she kills him and I'm like why did he say that why is he doing this why is this happening you mean the Russian guy, right? Yeah, the Russian scientist. He says that to Michelle Lynch. Oh, Michelle my God. Lynch. That was great. Dude, when when that moment happens, and we're, I mean, okay, this is, so they're on a catwalk, right? They're, was they're Rami Malek's there. character racist? That doesn't make sense. Well, I don't know. But the Russian and, and Nomi are there, and, like, literally, Nomi's all like, you know what time it is? And the Russian's all like, what? And she's like, time to die. And the Russian's all like, no, no time to die. And then they, like, wink. You know, at the camp, that was like, that was my favorite part of the whole movie. She's just like, why are you doing this? And what is the thing? And he's like, just to let you know, you know, for no reason, maybe I'm racist. Maybe I'm not. I was gonna let you know, like, Hey, I could use these nanobots to like kill off all the black people. And she's like, okay, now I'm going to kill you. No time to die. Throws them into the acid pool. And it's like, why did that scene happen? Why did he say that to her? What was that his motivation? Cause he's, cause he's a mean racist Russian son of a bitch. But that was never set up. And also, Honest? If, if, if oh if, no, they, you don't have to set up. Here's another thing. Here's another thing. Not only is he Russian, not only is he racist, but I'm a, I, he's also a rapist, and that was never set up in the film. Yeah, he's a hetero man. He is a rapist, Felk. He's probably a serial rapist. All heterosexual men are. Well, and he's Russian. I thought he was British, but maybe talk with a Russian accent. No, the bald dude with the mustache. Oh uh, yeah, but he was working for the British government. Yes, okay. a lot of Russians do. Haven't you seen Eastern Promises? That's been a while. Russians have. I just a... remember Viggo Mortensen's dick in the bath scene. Oh, it's a great dick. It's like he's fighting, it's, and it's and, like. And I'm worried. No, nobody is film? concerned enough about the fact their dicks are exposed during this knife fight. Everyone. Exactly. No, no. That's what everyone in the audience, that's a man, is thinking. I, when I watched that movie in the theater, because I saw that movie in the theater, every guy was crossing their legs and holding their Ballard, penis. Ballard, you, like, like, oh, you and no. I, as, as friends, let's make a pact. If circumstances ever calls us to have a knife fight to the death and we're naked, Not in showers. let's put some clothes. Let's let's cover our let's protect our dicks first. Underwear or pants? We we go, hey, I'm invoking the pact. Dicks shouldn't be exposed when knives are flailing about. <laughs> I know. Let's take a break. <laughs> but see that I think that's what Cronenberg wanted. I think he wanted no, you to it, go. It was, yeah, it's probably Oh my god, that dick's gonna get cut off. Felk, we have a new puppy running around. And sometimes my son likes to run from the shower all the way to his bedroom naked when he's done. And one time I had to tell me, like, dude, get in your bedroom and close the door. I don't want the dog to bite your dick off right now. They go straight really, for it. She's a because she, she's really young, incredibly brand new in this house, and she's a little bit like that. Got that pit bulls have it built into them to go for the trap. Oh, the dick. oh my god! Well, I don't have a pit bull. I love pit bulls though. I'm just you said pit bull, but I don't have a pit. I got a Rhodesian Ridgeback, but uh, that's like ninety percent. I love pits. <laughs> love them. They go right for the dick. Rhodesians love dick. Yeah. They should have cut Bond's dick off. This is So I had dinner with Corey last night, and we, we discussed this movie again. He's just like, my problem what with Corey it think? was that upon retrospect, he, he, he really disliked it. He, his problem was like, they should have fucking gone last Jedi level of fucking like overt wokeness where like Bond just apologizes to every woman he's talked to for the last fifth, you know, last four movies 
uh, he, he, he they should have try, tried to like make it seem like this is mainstream and acceptable. They should have just like this. This should have been you know feminist propaganda to the the full, and 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 not try to like hide it and and have it be encoding. I thought it was pretty overt. Um, I mean, I knew something was wrong when he went to uh, the the grave of uh, of uh, Vesper, Vesper Lind. Lind, yeah, and he's like. I miss you, and I'm like Bond. Don't don't miss bitches. I don't miss any girls. They've all moved on. I that moved was on. what his secret was. His secret wasn't that he that she needed to forgive him and he needed to get over it. His secret was that he needed to forgive no her. You fucking that was the cool thing. They took it from the novel Casino Royale, but Casino Royale ends with him going, oh, "Whatever, the job's done. Bitch is dead." That's how the novel ends. They had him say that line, which was bold, but then they added in. Him going, well, you know, she actually sacrificed her life to save you, and she was only doing it because they took her boyfriend, and she was under duress, so she was actually cool, and you should miss her. Uh, that's how. That's my Judy Dench impersonation. Um, Beautiful. And and it's like, well, no, I mean that that was acceptable in 2006 and whatever, and of course we didn't know the culture war was even on. And the, horizon. the entire film of Quantum, he's essentially calls like the bitch is dead. I don't care, whatever. Well, but he gets he's he's going after Quantum largely out of revenge, and and, and yeah, he finally like finds the, the boyfriend movie, who was manipulating acts her. Like that, and but it's not to the very end he gives up. But but that we're a long way from that bit of revisionist to now he like he misses her and and hasn't gotten over it and when he his 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 downfall is believing that Madeline Swan is doing the same thing to him it turns out it was just Blofeld the whole time I made you leave the one girl who you really loved because you thought it was her Brilliant. who betrayed her and it was actually me and I'm telling you this for some reason uh, that whole scene was with with Blofeld was just like, why are we d pretending that this character was effective in the last movie? He was a misstep, and we're we're acting like he's all scary now, and he just dies. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he dies off camera. They shouldn't have brought Blofeld back. He literally dies off camera. They shouldn't have brought Madeline Swan back. They shouldn't have brought anything back from Spectre, and they should not have. No way. They have that Madeline Swan back, so or Shaw, so that we can have Matilda, because that way I know that when Bond makes lunch for a kid he just makes it focus around apples and he wants like approval from the kid that he made a great lunch and it's just apples that was weird you don't think that was amazing that wasn't real or like uh, authentic to you i don't know I don't, i've never real? made a child lunch well i'm sure you've done it many times but i i have if i had to feed done... a child i'd probably give it an apple i don't know but i i, I think i would give him apples and other things <laughs> like not just an apple and be like is cheese it maybe what is what do kids eat Oh my god! There's so I many ate top ramen, Wolf Brand chili, and fucking Geno's pizza. And I, I turned out fine. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's plenty. Of Turns out I probably should have drank water. I mean, like an apple isn't the stones. whole lunch. Apple shouldn't be the the part of the lunch you're you're you're, you're you know you're hoping the kids wowed by. Um, did you notice? He should have pulled out the... his gun and be like, "Hey, you like my gun? Have you ever held a gun before, kid? Because he doesn't know what no. kids are or like what, what's safe or appropriate." The kid would have died. He would have shot himself. That's Elk. herself. But yeah, that's that's the whole. Or herself. That's the whole. Um, that's that's my whole point. It's just like I don't want to judge bad parents um, who like give their kids guns. Yeah, and yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, super important thing, and I I guess that we should mention here. Is that there was this hall where M was hanging out in Mallory Ray Fines. And, no, like, the, that's the, the the Aston Martin concept car behind him. 
And uh, no, no, he's in a hall with paintings, and it's M's. Oh yeah. And you have like Judy Dench on the yeah, wall. Yeah, it's the original M too. But then there's the original M, right there on the wall. I just wanted to point that out. I thought that was kind of super cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cars. You 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 mentioned cars earlier. Actually, oh. tell me what you think about the car in this movie. Okay, well, there's which which car? There's several cars. There's the DB5 from Skyfall, which yep, Q was rebuilding Inspector, and he has at the end of Spectre. Yep. That, that, so we we've a, even though we don't know how he got it in the first place, how he manifested it in Skyfall, it's his. we know how it was rebuilt at least. That's been established. Q. We know where this one comes. But he comes back to he's he's hanging out in Jamaica, mm-hmm. and then he comes back to London. And he's got the Aston Martin V8 Vantage from the exact same one from The Living Daylights. That's the only Vantage uh, that Aston Martin that, that, that's I ever did been not know Bond that, movie. but I definitely can I say this. When I saw that car, I, I went like this. That's got to be an Easter egg to an other Bond film I've never seen before. Uh, well, you're, Roger Moore didn't, never had uh, an Aston Martin. I don't think so. At least I don't remember. Aston any. Martin. So that that for uh, Living Daylights was the big comeback for Aston Martin into Bond. It wasn't a sponsor either. They they just bought one and put it in the movie as as a reference to the the Connery movies. Uh, wow. It wasn't until it, it wasn't until uh, BMW's contract went away with Die Another Day, and since Ford had already bought Aston Martin, Ford then became the new sponsor with the Bond movies. And that's why they were like, all right, we'll put Aston Martins back in there. But Bond drives a Ford in, in, in one of the solace. And of course, <laughs> Holly Berry. <laughs> and, and of course, and, got, and, yeah. got some vague and, and the Ford, you know, branding, Holly Berry has that's a so Thunderbird cool. in Die Another Day. So they have other Fords in there. Did you like the BMW contract? I like the Z3 a lot. The 750 IL, which is really a 740. Um, Uh Uh-oh. But they just put a 750 badge in it because they hadn't actually made the 750 IL at the time when they were filming. It was a fun car, though. It's a fun scene, but it's a a fucking accountant's car. It's a weird car for Bond. Um, But he's laying in the backseat. He needed a big backseat. Yeah, but so so Bond in this movie, he's got the Aston Martin the 80s Aston Martin from Living Daylights also in a storage bunker he's just got another Aston Martin that's his personal car there's the Aston Martin that's behind him when he's having that first phone call with James Bond where he's like don't fucking do things I'm um and that's the Aston Martin like supercar concept and then Nashana Lentz has the new DB whatever the fuck it is uh that she drives to that airport in one scene so there's four Aston Martins in this movie Mm mm-hmm uh, and I like seeing the the Living Daylight car back. I don't like that this Bond just has an endless supply of Aston Martins, and it's kind of dumb. I did like this house in, uh, I guess it's Barbados or Jamaica or something, um, when he's retired. I like that this Bond just goes to Caribbean islands and drinks when he's in retirement. It seems to be his way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like seeing yep. Felix Leiter back. I liked. I liked. Uh, I li- we have Felix Leiter on this list, right? But yes, Jeffrey okay, So Felix is back after being gone, like we said, for Skyfall. And they and just Inspector. they just pretend that uh, they had a relationship that lasted more than two conversations. Yep, they've had adventures, and when he dies, Bond says, "I had a brother. His name was Jeffrey Wright. I mean, Felix Leiter." And it's like, yep, Felix, Bond. When did that relationship? 
grow. You had one oh. conversation with him in Quantum of Solace, and then one conversation with him in Casino Royale, and, and, and no, Casino Royale, and then one in Quantum of Solace, and then he wasn't in two movies, and now you guys are fucking brothers and go way back. But see, here's the thing. I was thinking that moment. I'm like, like Bond, inappropriate and outdated to use the term brother for a black guy. He's That's not okay anymore. You shouldn't be saying that, Bond. I think it is okay. Is it? I don't, I don't know. All right. Did you catch the line? Remember, this movie came out now, but it wasn't supposed to come out now. It was supposed to come out in fucking April of 2020. Oh, yeah. Long time Did ago. you catch the fact... You, Jeffrey Wright shows up with Billy Magnuson. Did you catch what Billy yes. Magnuson's character was? His, his name was Logan Ash. He was a State Department appointee for the oversight of the CIA. Meaning he was a Trump appointee. Oh, okay. So that was a dig at Trump. That unfortunately oh, came out in the Obama administration because this movie got delayed for like, like two years. Obama administration Biden. Yeah, that, oh, Biden. I said what I fucking said. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a great quote I remember hearing, and people used it. Uh, Colbert had an uh, interview with uh, Obama not long ago, uh, before the election, and he and Obama is quoted as something. I'll paraphrase it. No, he said, "Yeah, something if I could just be a puppet master, fucking pulling if the I strings." If I could just be a puppet master, I would love to do that for a third term. If I didn't have to do anything, I'd just do it for my pajamas. Yeah, it, it's a very interesting quote. Um. Uh, yeah, so uh, or admission, <laughs> but yeah, no. My point is that this is supposed to be a Trump appointee, and I like how, how does he dress? He's wearing honestly. fucking khakis and a polo shirt the entire movie. Might as well give him a tiki torch too. I didn't realize that's what the, uh, he was supposed to be. Billy Magnuson, he's great. I love that guy. He's a great actor. Yeah, fantastic. Well, he, he's hilarious and so much shit. Game night. He's so great in game night. He should have shouted, "Jews will not replace us." <laughs> like just to hammer the point in. Just be South Carolina, Charlottesville, or whatever. Yeah. That's what they were doing with that character. And I'm sure that was a fucking Phoebe Waller Bridge addition. Um, I, 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 you know, our old friend. You think our, she. Our old friend. Wait, she didn't write a character into the movie. A.M., our old friend, you know, the, the daughter of the guy who we used to work with. Mm -hmm. she, she, she was a State Department appointee at a different committee at some point. And she, she, she pointed that out. And I didn't realize that. And I had to, like, look it up. And I'm like, wait, that. Why did they put that in there? Nobody even fucking knows what that means. But like, it is in the movie. It, like, they actually say that, and it's like that was just a dig at Trump. That was so fucking subtle that like I, I thought they made like if you're gonna do do something like have Trump be the villain of the movie, like not not like a guy, not like make make a guy who looks like one of the fucking Charlottesville you know tiki torch guys uh, be a, a a secondary villain. That was a weird dig that like. You didn't even re realize that. You probably don't even no, believe me. <laughs> that, 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 that's that, that's actually meant to be a, a coding. But yeah, I mean, a State Department appointed uh, during the Trump administration when this, when this movie comes out. It's interesting too because Quantum of Solace, right, came out October two thousand eight, and and uh, what's his name, David Harbour or whatever's in that, and he plays kind of like a villainous member of, of the CIA. Yeah, right? well, he's in league with Quantum. He tries to trick Jeffrey Wright. With Jeff, he's like they're handing around the photo of, of James Bond, and he, and David Harbour's all like, "Yeah, I don't know who that is." And another guy looks and goes, like, "I don't know." That is. And he hands Jeffrey Wright, and he goes, "Yeah, I don't know who that is." And then David Harbour takes the photo back and goes, "Oh yeah, it's James Bond. How could I have forgotten?" And he looks right at Jeffrey Wright's Felix Leiter, going like, "Like, motherfucker, I, I got you, right? Like you should have known that too." And and it and like I guess yeah, I mean that would have been more for a Bush administration because Obama was not president yet. 
Yeah, they they have the only movies released during Democratic presidents would have been Skyfall, Skyfall Inspector. Inspector. And there's no yeah. digs at the American government there. Well, there's digs at at, at essentially at uh a, you know a, an overwatchful government, which is definitely things that people, you know. I would say uh, criticize the Obama administration for. Well, that is that, yeah, that's the point of the that's sp- a constant criti- criticization also of uh, or criticism of uh, London and England, right? Well, yeah, Skyfall's point is yeah, like you shouldn't be. Uh, we don't need oversights. Let the spies do all the good work. I love Skyfall does that point though, or or not even that point. Uh, Spectre d- ma- makes that point really intensely in 2015. Only what seven years after the dark knight made it a little bit more eloquently you know what i mean like it's like christopher nolan was so much further ahead in that way well in christopher nolan's probably a tory whereas no one involved in skyfall is republican or conservative i mean you don't what you think the broccolis are just like super lit because i think the broccolis are they veer conservative yeah i do i i actually do but um i mean tubby's dead and barbara's in charge now I mean, they let this movie get released. What'd you think of of the acting in this film? What'd you think of the, uh, Daniel Craig's acting in this film? I, was it good? Daniel or? Craig was fine. Uh, yeah, I liked him. I thought he did a great job with Bond. And Armas like is in. like the cutest, fucking sexiest little thing. And I want to fuck her so bad. Who? And Armas. And Armas. Yeah. Uh, her character was a little weird. It felt like like shades of like Knives Out when she was all they like, were, uh, "That was." Oh, I'm so sorry. I get, I get so nervous. I get forgetful. That was Phoebe uh, Waller Bridge's fucking rewrites. Were like, make her quirky. <laughs> quirky women are hilarious. It's like, right? She's no. Have her look sexy and be naive. And also, when Bond, sh- like, I, oh yeah, uh, when they say goodbye, I was, you know, I saw this movie with Corey. Corey, Corey said a fucking handshake. <laughs> And I'm like, what? Oh, what do you want a hand job? And he's like, he should have fucked her. Old Bond would have yeah. fucked her. And I'm like, God, it, like it, it, it's it was so subtle. I didn't even fucking realize. Like, yeah, why didn't he fuck? I want to fuck Anna Armas. This is supposed to be a male for fantasy fulfillment. He should fuck her because that's what I want to fucks, in real though. life. What? This Bond fucks for sure too. Like this Bond has fucked many a women in a lot of the films. He's also turned down yeah. fucking a lot though. He turns down fucking in Casino Royale. Right from the start, he he's like, I'm not going to fuck you. I've got work to do. In one scene in Casino Royale. Yeah, I know. Yes. But he doesn't fuck. He not should fuck on an Armas. I, I want to fuck on an Armas. Can I fuck on an Armas? Nope. Her dress was insane for an action sequence. Yeah, she's, she's, I mean, she's, she's got a great pussy, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Ben, ben, well, ben went crazy when he lost it. Yeah. He went insane. He went back to J-Lo because of it. He was like, I got to go back to J-Lo. <laughs> I, I wonder who's pussy I that I can see get fucked tonight looks the most like Donna Darvis's maybe and maybe Emily Willis's pussy because she's also Hispanic wow um you know you, you know em- about- Emily Willis is right I think so Should pull her up for me she's so fucking hot what do you think of Ray Fiennes in this uh in this one I always like how Ray Fiennes's M is a little bit like complicated and layered I, I and I like how he's always willing to trust the his employees no, I'm at uh, crash. Sure, the screen's dangerous. Willis. You think that's what Anna Armas' well, pussy looks like? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, she's, she's probably has a similar pussy to to, to that. The, the Hispanics all have like kind of tight, but the little lip. Oh, she did Playboy. Of course, she did Playboy. Why do they always do Playboy? Playboy needs people, so they're going to porn stars. 
Yeah. Fitch didn't. Uh, was they, what's that poor porn star? Maitland Ward. Did it her? Playboy just did. She's not even yeah, hot play, enough play, to be a porn star. She's only getting because she was on Boy Meets World or whatever. Playboy just did her. Stop sharing. All right. Playboy just did her good. Um, uh, okay. What do you think about Money Penny in this one? I mean, I she honestly, didn't have much I to do like or say, did she? She was. Yeah. She, I don't think she was underused. But I definitely was like, okay, I get. I, it, she was probably busy for her not filming to be them. there. Oh, that's well, that's probably why. But it makes sense for her not to be there and so involved in the storyline because the story was so not about James being part of the 007, right? And MI6, like the 00 agency, like it was so much more about him operating outside the uh, the boundaries of that. Um, but I always love seeing Naomi Harris. She's incredible and beautiful and gorgeous. And I totally thought that it was confirmation that she banged James Bond in this movie from all the way back in Skyfall. From a line you misheard. And I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. And that was sad. Um, and uh, so I guess we've kind of covered everyone. You should have put um, the subtitles on in your movie theater. Yeah, it's one thing you can't do, right? Um, but here's you saw this in a theater, say, though. Guess, not you, This is your first movie in an actual theater seat. So yes, COVID. yes, yeah. This is my first theatrical post-pandemic film. Yeah, I was trying to remember the last movie I saw in a theater, and I can't remember what the fuck it was. Probably. I see. I saw that. I saw that early. Fortunately, um, screener. Uh, and then I guess I saw it again in theaters. Maybe. Yeah, I did. I think I saw it again in theaters. Um, that was my last movie in a theater. Maybe that was it. Well, no, I, I saw Black Widow in a theater, and I saw. Venom in a theater. So I've been back in theaters since COVID. Well, I guess the last film that I really cared about seeing in theaters was uh, The Rise of the Skywalkers. And mostly because that was the first time I got to take my kids to go see a Star Wars film in theaters, even though I don't really care for the movie much. Go check out the spoiler cast. I loved it. Because <laughs> I was yeah, you were, riding you were high. fucking stoked on that movie. But we all were. I mean, you, just I still like it. I mean, I still like it. it just for being a fuck you to last I don't time. like it all. I, oh, man. my, I've never... Okay, I'll, I'll say this. My opinion is very rarely ever flipped from I don't like it to I love it or vice versa from I love it to I don't like it. It did happen with Rise of Skywalker. It happened in the Rise of Skywalker from I love it to I don't like it. But it did happen in the opposite way for Venom. I went from I don't like it to I love it. And for Jack Reacher, I went from I don't like it to I love it. I saw Jack Reacher in the theater. Jack Reacher's fine. This is fucking garbage. This is fucking garbage. Tom Cruise isn't and six feet tall. Then I saw Jack Reacher again later in life, like on, on like DVD. I was like, this is fucking amazing. This is a great movie. Yeah, I you, love Jack you, Reacher. Jai Courtney, man. Jai Courtney. Jai. Oh, my God. Jai we trust. Um, Jai's too much for so, the big screen. you got to see him on the small screen. This, yeah, he, he overwhelms you on the big so, screen. Where are we? Because you, you haven't been making the names go away like you normally do, so I don't know. We're done. I mean, we're practically done, Phil. I just wanted to kind of make a little... We haven't discussed Bill Tanner yet. Oh, well, I guess we have, kind of. So earlier tonight, when we were going through the original four films of the uh, Daniel Craig uh, franchise, I said um, Quantum Solace felt like a direct sequel to Casino Royale, and Spectre felt like a direct sequel to Skyfall. Um, kind of pairing those films up. Yeah, right? Skyfall's so, the only one that's not a direct sequel. Right, so like Casino, Casino Royale, Royale and, and it's not a direct sequel to anything either. Right? But Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace feel like their own little pairing. Skyfall's like a fresh start where it moves away from the quantum and yeah, shit. And, and Skyfall the, the... and Spectre 
feel like another beautiful, like completely exactly. Yeah, but spe- another the inspector, because like when when you you're going through the the end in inspector and Blofeld's like xeroxed all these faces. And it's like right. use all the faces, but the Javier Bardem's up there, and it's like wait, is he part of Quantum or Spectre? He thought he was just a guy. He yeah, he was. No, no, he was okay. That's not in the so movie. You know how you know how in the beginning of Spectre we're gonna get a little off my point for a moment, but um, you know how in the beginning of Spectre. Uh, Bond kills that Schiare guy that Monica Bellucci was married to. Yeah. So that guy inherited the role, the ring, from Silva, who inherited the ring from um, uh, Quantum of Solace guy, whatever Damian his name Green was. Damien Green or something like that? Who, yeah, who inherited the ring from Lashif from Casino Royale. Okay. And I think maybe well, she was just like an accountant. He wasn't even like a big and player. And the guy that's in the beginning of Skyfall that they're chasing that gets away. Yeah. I think he had the ring on him too at one point. So that ring is is has been different people in that role as the assassin. And you never when, see the ring when, in any of those movies, of course. And when Ski, you don't, yeah. And when Skieri or whatever his name dies at the beginning of Spectre, and Bond wants to go fuck Monica Bellucci because he, her husband died. Dave Batista shows up to the meeting where the other random Italian guy is all like slumped over and he's like, Yeah, I can be the new assassin and take care of yeah. this place, Spectre. And then and he's taking over the role of Scary, the guy that Bond just killed at the beginning of the film. Dave Batista comes in and kills that dude, breaks his neck, shoves his fingers in his eyes and then breaks his neck. And then Dave Batista takes over the role. So Dave Batista yeah. takes over the role that, that Javier Bardem had, that you know, and that Mads Mickelson said had. over and over again that you want to become part of the inner party. You want to join the Illuminati. That's what's gonna fucking happen. At your interview, Dave Batista is going to come in there. And he's going to take put your, his thumbs no! in your eyes. Yeah, I'm going to be the bitch. I'm totally the bitch for sure. Oh no! So, anyways, here's my point. I was making earlier. So we have these pairs of sequels, right? We have the Casino Royale Quantum pair, Skyfall Spectre pair, and they're both kind of separated from each other, but loosely tied in Inspector, right? Before that's all before Not to Die shows up. The saga is a pair of sequels, but now after Not to Die has shown in the theaters and we finally got in the glory of it six years later. Quantum of Solace becomes only an epilogue to Casino Royale. It's not a movie. And Casino Royale is only a prologue to the trilogy that is Skyfall, when, when Spectre, and Not to Die. Inspector, when Blofeld has all those faces he rocks, the villain from yeah. Quantum of Solace isn't even in there. No, they but they do bother. show him a few times. He's br- he's briefly shown on LED screens, on computer screens, and in um, somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, but Mr. White is like the villain of Quantum of Solace in Mr. retrospect. White. Because right, we don't yes. even bother with fucking da- whatever his name Green was. Mr. White does kill Mads Mikkelsen, Le Chiffre, or whatever, right? He does, yeah. Well, yeah, be- yeah. because... Uh, he failed. Well, no, because what's her name? G- Vesper Lynn gave, gave, uh, gave the money. money, yeah. She, she agreed mm-hmm. that she would give the money and... and knew she was going to her death so now the Daniel Craig franchise is a trilogy that starts with Skyfall that's the number one film then is Spectre's act two and not to die is our act three those are our actual three act trilogy and literally Quantum uh, Casino Royale is a prologue to that trilogy and if you just want to know a little bit more what happens to Bond after Casino Royale check out the epilogue Quantum of Solace it's kind of sloppy it's a little weird because now those first two films feel 
really disconnected. They didn't even yeah, well, when they like, made Quantum of Solace and Casino Royale, they didn't even know they were going to have the rights to Spectre in a, in a few years. So yeah, they they did. It's it's incredibly sloppy. They should have just been like, oh, we don't we got the rights to Spectre back. Let's save that for the next Bond because we didn't set that up at all. And this this one and it'll feel awkward and shoehorned in. None of that really matters because now we're in a world in which you can't even call a guy and address he without being destroyed and, and there's a netflix walkout because dave chappelle said the wrong things it's like the whole world look it's not daniel craig's but fault the Fauci documentary is really good i know though. it's got it's, it's got 99 really of critics 12 so percent audience it's so good the dave chappelle has like 12 percent critics 99 percent audience sounds, and i canceled my netflix so i can't actually movie. watch it yeah but my point dave is chappelle, it's, it's not daniel craig's fault that the world became a horrible nightmare during the uh, 15 years that he was Bond. He's navigating the baby. But it is unfortunate that his Bond was the one that got sacrificed. Here's the thing. Daniel Craig says this recently after, uh, uh, you know, doing uh, No Time to Die, and Mar and he went through his press uh, rounds. He said this. Uh, Screen Rant picked it up. No more Bond girls. They don't exist anymore. They may exist again, but not in my movies. And it's like, Daniel, your movies was loaded in Bond girls, and you murdered some, especially after some of them were child sex slaves that you fucked and raped in a shower. Some of them she had their sense. husbands just murdered by you, and then you fucked but them But she was age-appropriate. She was older than him. Super old. So let's go through this. Still so, hot. So, I mean, I was, I was, so Bond almost that was fucked six years ago. I'd still, hands. I'd still fuck Monica Belushi. I don't even care what she looks like right now. Oh yeah, Monica's gorgeous. Oh yeah, all the Bond girls are really gorgeous in, in the series. But Bond fucks that really hot, like, or almost fucks that hot, like Latina Bond girl, right? Or Colombian or Caribbean or whatever she was, right? And and then, but she dies, right? Then Bond fucks Vesper Lind, and then she dies, right? Then Bond is, he never fucks Olga Kurylenko's character. She fucks Strawberry Fields. He fucks Fields. Gemma Atherton Fields, Strawberry Fields. He fucks her. By the way, they never say Strawberry in the movie. She's just, just no, Fields. No, it's like, so, so the it's joke is in the in the end credits? I think so, yeah. I think that's something like that. Um, and then in Skyfall, that's when he finds that child sex slave, Severine. He fucks her I, in the shower. I think she's super she didn't know hot, he was though, there. She died. She's fucking, like, something about her, her face is just like, she's like, She's so really hot. hot. She's like, well, I think she's, she's probably so my hot. favorite of the Craig era. Well, no, 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 she is no. The hottest. Uh, uh, Emily Blunt's the the hottest of the or whatever her real name is. Uh, Ava Green. Green is. God damn it! Look what you did. No, you just tricked Severine, me like you did your children. <laughs> Severine, say yeah, Emily. Yeah, Severine though is really hot, and when she takes showers, she looks amazing. But no, so I understand why. Ava Green's the hottest, followed by Severine. So followed by after Anna Bond Darmus. fucks, after Bond fucks Severine, right, and she dies, right? Then he fucks M. She dies. Yeah, he fucks okay? her. Okay, he fucks her in the car ride on the way up to she gives Skyfall him a hand job, probably. when they're on the chase, right? Move on to Spectre. That's when he fucks Lucia Schiara, whatever Monica Bellucci's character. She dies five minutes later off screen because she says that she's like she's like as soon as you leave, I'm dead in five minutes. This is like so no, no, I'm giving you a Felix Leiter. You can trust him; he's black. It's fine. Now, Bond fucks Felix Leiter. He dies. They were brothers, <laughs> right? Now here's the twist though, Falcon, in, in No Time to Die, Madeline fucks Bond, Bond dies. Yeah, because he didn't pull because, out. You know why? No, it's because this, because no more Bond girls, they don't exist anymore. They may exist again, but not in my movies. I got some more Bond stuff, Bond girl things to, to get through real quick. So Felk, 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 
Final tidbits. Tidbits. Fuck me, final tidbits. Which Bond girl is your fuck me from this movie? On an armist. pretty clear. Yeah, in an armist, yeah. I, uh, I guess I agree. She's definitely dressed the most sexy and looks most sexy. Um, I'd fuck. And, Na- after her, I'd no, fuck Naomi what? Harris. Actually, take that back. Naomi Harris. I'm Naomi Harris. Uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, in, in ranking them. I'd fuck on an armist first. Then Naomi Harris, then I guess Leah Sadu, and then finally Lashana Lynch. I don't think I'm forgetting I'd probably anyone. go Naomi Harris, Anna Armas, Lashana Lynch, Leah Sadu. I don't really find Leah Sadu that She has Down but syndrome. But I understand why people... Yeah, she's got that weird French look that I'm just not into. Um, okay, cool. Now, which is your Bond girl? Because now we're talking the end of the series. It's all done. Which is your favorite Bond girl that fuck me from this whole series, this Daniel Craig series? Ava Green. Ava Green? Then Severin, whatever that actress's name is. It's very foreign. Berenice Mar- Marlowe. And then on our armors would be my third pick. Not Gemma Arterton? No, I can't get over the fact that she was born with elf, like weird, like deformed ears and six fingers on each hand. She does not have six she fingers. She was born on her with hand. that. She she had them taken off. She probably gives the best hand jobs. Think about it. Gemma. She might be able. She has like a sixth finger under the skin. She has like six finger metatarsal and tarsal under the skin or carpal excuse me metacarpal and uh and carpal under her skin and she's just like oh she gets that super grip on that hand job that kung fu grip oh my god you fucking would pay for that with your gi wikipedia doesn't mention the ear thing but it says arterton was born in north kit hospital in gravesend with polydactyly a condition resulting in extra fingers which a doctor removed shortly after her birth dude she's a mutant you're telling me she's a mutant she had extra fingers man she might now oh she had some ear deformity too that they fixed I honestly I'm gonna go with Naomi Harris as my number one because ever since I saw Naomi Harris in Miami Vice and get in that shower with Jamie Foxx I was like holy shit this woman is gorgeous and has my fucking you know attention there's this hot i mean i think the quantum girls are both misses olga korlinko is not that hot i mean she's a hot she's hotter than jim Arden, but she's a kind of a miss but yeah no it's, it's eva green eva green is the fucking hottest thing like ever made Ooh, the girl from casino royale that i was speaking about earlier katarina marino that's her name. That sounds like it's an island off the coast from She's somewhere. not Latina. No. She's actually Italian. My bad. Excuse me. I thought you, I would have guessed Latina. All righty. Into the camps um, we go. Okay. Well, so what What were your boys again? I gave it one and a half, and I'm standing by it. Yeah, what was nice. yours? Five? Uh, five out of five You've given every Craig movie five out of five boys? Dude, oh, absolutely. And this fucking one for sure gets five out of five boys. First of all, my rating system here with, with Bond films, with Craig Bond films, starts off with how many gunshots go off. And by the time they had five gunshots, I'm done. I got five out of five boys right there. I'm so happy when I get those gunshots. And this movie had five gunshots very early on in the prologue. Actually, some of them were aimed at ICE, and I was really excited by that. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement? Or like, poli- or like frozen... No, the, he shot the ice in the lake. Oh, frozen water. <laughs> okay. Yeah, frozen water. The little girl shoots ice. Bond and shoots ice guy- in Skyfall. And, oh, no, and and, uh, and, and, and uh, what's his name? Safin, he shoots ice down at the girl so she can, you know... Oh, yeah, because he, yeah, he saves her. Yeah, that was, that was... So there's a couple shots towards the mother. That doesn't get paid right? off at all, does it? So the, so the mother gets her? shot with like three bullets, and right then I was at three out of five boys, right? She does... And then... 
Slicer dude and does then good. When Safin shoots a few more bullets into the ice, he goes way over five. So no, I was at five this, out of five boys getting, right you're away. Doing the bullet thing still. Uh, they, they, <laughs> they do mention Inspector. She does say like that one time a man came to her home to kill her father, and I guess that was yeah. that was referencing that. So that was, was like, it. Oh, they, oh they, I know, and I and I kept thinking, oh my god, I'm so happy that I watch these Bond films on the regular. That I knew that. Well, you specific. We had a conversation before this movie where you asked me, having seen No Time to Die, which movies should you watch, and uh, mm-hmm. I told you. Casino Royale and Spectre were the ones to review. Those are the cliff notes. Yes. Was that? Yeah. And you now, having seen the movie, understand why I said that. Oh, yeah. Guess what I watched? What? All of them. Yeah. I watched That's why you all, needed it. Well, you asked for an extra day, so we both put the <laughs> No, no. It, no, I can tell you offline why I really needed the extra day. Well, but it's... Regardless, this big, episode... I had a big pizza delivery. That's why this I, is coming it, out on Saturday, probably. Felk, I had a really big pizza delivery, and it was all due today. And, like, it was a lot of pizzas, several different pizzas, combinations, several different types of combinations. Mixing formats of pizzas. Some sizzled. And I, you know, I had to deliver them all today for a big pizza presentation. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> a pizza town hall, if you would. All right, let's do it. Let's, let we do the thing. We rank the movies. We, then we, we I read the words. So and we get Noli to ranked chicken. them already. Noli, uh, number five, seemed like he, he had, it was, uh, quantum, quantong of solace. Where'd you get this from? The text? He texted you? Uh, from his email. Yeah. And then oh. number is number four was spectra. Number three was no time to die. Number two was casino Royale. And number one was skyfall. So, Felk, why don't you go now? What is your ranking of the Bond? Well, I mean, if you pay attention, sorry, if you pay attention to my boys, you can already know my ranking. Uh, but yours, wait, 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 wait. Rankings don't always apply to the they boys. They do this time, and this time they're okay. consistent. But yours are all five out of five, so I guess yours is going to be kind of a mystery. It's going to be hard. Mine is very obvious at the bottom. Is still Quantum of Dong S. Dong S. Then, <laughs> No Time to Dong. Yeah. Then Spec Dong. <gasps> then Sky Dong, then Casino Dong Al. Unfortunately, he did it the best the first time and never. Skyfall was the only one that lived up to that promise, and the rest are either. No time to die was competently made, but man, it was the 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 messaging. I just can't take it anymore. I, I just can't fucking take it anymore. I'm just not going to see movies or watch TV shows anymore. I just can't take this world any fucking more. But go to theaters, they need you to. I mean, before I even saw this movie, AMC had to show me 25 minutes of fucking trailers. And then at the end of those trailers, finally going to watch the movie, Nicole Kidman comes in. It's like, movie theaters are great. You should come back to movie theaters. I'm Nicole Kidman. My monster clit. Oh, she talked about that? That's the AMC new, like thing is she walks into a theater with a mask on. She loves talking about her giant I'm Nicole Kidman. I got a monster clit under this mask. It's insane. Uh, she movies calls it her magic. second daughter. It's her second or third daughter. She's like, this is my third daughter, Monster Clit. And then she she puts a dress on it and everything, and it's, it sits on her lap all the time, quote unquote. I don't know where you're going with this, man. <laughs> she uses Sharpie on her clit hood to make it seem... Anyways. Say the movies. <laughs> my, my, ranking, my ranking of the Daniel Craig Bonds is uh, essentially a mix of Noli's list and your list. Um. So, number five, absolutely, it is Dong Tum of Dongus for sure. It's Quantum of Solace. Number four is still five out of five for you though. 
Dong Dong. Number three. That could be Spectre or Skyfall. What is that? <laughs> Spec Dong. Fine. Spec Dong. Number three is No Dong to Dong. God. Number two is Dong Dong. Skyfall? That would be Skyfall Red Sky Dong at that point, right? So it's my list, but you just swapped Skyfall and Spectre. Or, or no, you swapped uh, Spectre and No Time to Die. Right, or Noli's list, but I swapped my numbers one and two. And my number one is uh, Dong Eno, Dong Al. All right. Super cool. Okay, that was it. Well, I'm surprised. I, I'm I'm shocked that this was another Last Jedi. I didn't see that. Coming. It wasn't. Well, no, they did. They did Luke Skywalker fucking dirty. This was at least somewhat respectful even, to James even Bond. Even Mark Hamill. Yes. Like <laughs> yeah, that was that was like like Bond doesn't suck on a fucking weird milk tit thing and drink its goo and be like oh, I'm terrible <laughs> go away Ray <laughs> no he he still does James Bond shit throughout the movie but they still turned him into a simp and sacrificed him it wasn't it was like almost where like Corey's point was like he would have preferred Last Jedi level like where, where like they almost are acting like they're doing woke shit without doing it and that was what he found frustrating I still felt that they were just doing woke shit and found it frustrating and just wanted to stop just want them to not do this anymore where they say oh this character's problematic we need to change him or move him into the new world or just get rid of him or I, I, I just I, I, I just want there to be no a, new normal. A, a no, yeah, I'm tired of the new normal. I'm tired. I'm tired of wearing a mask. I'm tired of the fact that Chipotle used to cost twelve dollars and now it costs fifteen. Oh my god! Hang on, hang on, hang on. Tired of wearing a mask. Holy shit! This is the first time I had to go to a movie theater, right? Yeah. So I wore a mask the whole time, and I'm wearing my N95. I took my mask off like, the whole movie. I'm wearing it with the safe, the safest mask, right? That like you know the mask is designed. It has like magnetic fibers essentially that like actually suck the the virus into the fibers, so it doesn't just pass through. The, the virus is magnetic. I see. No, 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 but, like, the, the, okay, so the whole thing, so the whole reason, like, N95s work, I'm a stupid idiot, so I don't know how to describe it properly medically, but the masks essentially work like magnets, right? They're not magnets, but they work that way. So a normal magnets, mask is work. passive. The virus can go through the holes, just whatever. If it's, it All bumps right. into the fiber, it bumps into the fiber okay. and it stops. It bumps into a hole, it goes through the hole. But an N95, the whole concept of it mm -hmm. is that it's supposed to go towards the hole and then it gets drawn up to the fiber like a magnetic electrical thing. So it just gets drawn to the fiber. It doesn't mean it won't go through, okay. but it means that more often they should get drawn into the fiber if they're likely to go to the fiber mm -hmm. next or next to the fiber. We're vaccinated um, too, by the way. So. so I'm wearing my N95, and it's annoying, and I'm mouth-breathing. take your mask and off. And it's like, it's guy next to me, mask off the whole time. And I'm just like, should I just... But I thought they have signs outside that say masks on the whole time. You, and, I bought a drink, so I was allowed to have it off the entire time. I didn't see. I didn't buy a drink because I was like running late. I like got there like literally as the movie was about to start. Um, I mean, you just take okay. it. Or you just well, take it off because no one's gonna. I almost took it off, but I'm like, I like to follow the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so I left it on. I was like, well, you'll do fine in Biden's America, where follow the rules. Following baby. the rules is very important. 
You want to get that inner party, baby? You got to follow the rules. The inner party's not wearing masks. Have you not seen any of the fucking photos of them? I know. So I got to, like, get there to not wear my mask. No, you have to take your mask off, and they'll be like, oh, he must be someone. Pelosi. He's an inner party he's a, person. He's a Pelosi I relative. See. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That actually makes a lot of sense. Aunt Nancy said I didn't have to wear one. They're like, oh, fuck. We I don't have fuck an with Aunt them. Nancy. Exactly. I actually, I have an Aunt Nancy. Everyone does. Dong that. boy nation. Give us your boys' <gasps> dogs. For no time to duh, <laughs> by emailing us dongs at the Cool Boys Podcast. No time email. to duh. <laughs> Talk over me while I'm reading the email. No, not that anyone makes it to this part of the podcast. <laughs> the Cool Boys Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> there you go. You fucking laugh too much. Now you're going to cough. New episodes come out on Fridays. This one's going to come out on Saturday because I'm fucking busy Friday. Trained by like. Dong, Cool Boys Podcast by Night, all Dong, all Night, Dong and subscribe. <laughs> Making an authorized Dong distribution of this Dong cast. I didn't know you'd already put a Dong in there when I said Dong distribution. Oh. Allegedly support over 1,500 Dongs. It involved hundreds of thousands of Dong hours. Please review Dongs on Apple Dong Casts. Best of all, yes. great way to say screw you to the mainstream Dong. Bat Dong and Beyond the Dong. On Bad Apple Dongcast, Dongclouds, Dongify, and Dongtube. Do China Dong special thanks. Publicity Dog Department of the CPC. The <laughs> Gang Uyghur Dong Autonomous Region Dong Committee. Thank you for donging. <laughs> Stay dong, Dong Boy Nation. <laughs> Until next time, it's Dongsies from Dong Felt. And that's Dongsies from Dong Ballard. Hiya! <laughs> You are standing American boy. Fire! You excelled in all things. Oh my god. You son of a bitch. Fire! See, I got a huge cock. Oh my god. Just a fucking smile and blow me. Fire! Give me what I want. Oh my god. So you can run and tell that. God damn. Oh boy. Not in your damn cell. Get out of here. The whistles go. Woo! Yeah.